Hello and welcome to episode 420 of the Awesome Comic <laughs> Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And he's as addictive as chocolate, it's Tony Esmond. <laughs> Hello. And this week we're also very yes. pleased to be joined by a guest that's going to be with us for the entire show. Yes. Um, some long-time listeners may recognise the voice, but he's a, the one-of-a-kind artist of Hank, a.k.a. Fur, Baron and the Cat, George Mayhem and Errol vs. Evil. It's Daryl Thorpe, a.k.a., as we know him, 4P. Welcome back. Buongiorno, gentlemen. <laughs> How long is it <laughs> since 4P? you've been on? It's a couple of years, isn't it, since you've been, been on a while. 4P? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, not for one oh, to try. last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Vince banned me. So, uh... hey, hey, he's he's since grown into a a full fully grown adult since then. I have <laughs> I have regrets. Have you? Yeah. You haven't told tribute that. Well, <laughs> contract disputes. <laughs> um, yes, but we we thought we'd uh, rope in an old friend to talk about. Well, this this episode this week, we've got a little bit of a serious topic despite mm. what the, the cliche of the episode number. Um, because, And I, I want to say it straight out before we get into everything else. It is a bit of a, a serious topic, because we're going to be talking about drugs in comics this week's episode. Yep. With that in mind, like I say, the episode number was a cliche, and even though Tony chuckled, <laughs> I accidentally said 420 when I meant to say 420. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, that yeah, wasn't yeah. intentional what I just did. But... Most, many people may think, oh, they're just going to have a laugh with this. It's a serious topic, and we're going to be talking about some serious things. So this take this as a content warning, because there may be some topics, moments, and general sort of discussion about drugs in comics that some people may... It may not be for some people. You know, we just want to put out a general content warning for you, so just bear that in mind. I'm also talking about how and if and when, if it does ever work in comics. You know, the, yeah. you know drug use, or even comics that kind of inspire drug use, I suppose. Yeah. You know? Yeah, indeed. But before we get into all of that um, serious stuff, um, <laughs> there there is another serious topic, which is comics. And do you know where you can get a vast collection of fantastic comics? Where you can get them 4P? Comic House, baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what a pro. Yes, yeah. they are, of course, our longtime sponsor. We love them, and you, you all love them too. They're an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we all do. And if you're listening to this show, you probably like indie comics as well. If you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you self-publish, you can also uh, add your titles to the list as well. So, and it's uh, another avenue to get your work out there, as is the digital app. Full of fantastic titles from guests, old, present, future, all kinds from all over the world. Um, and basically, it's like Netflix for comics. About three three pounds a month, and you get access to an enormous library of, of digital comics is being added to all the time there's a 14 day free trial i mean dan is viper on there at the moment yes got viper uh, both uh, issues of viper crimson oh. dawn and crime has a new enemy as well as vanguard uh i'm sure uh 4p got titles on comic house yeah i think i've got like a, i've got a couple on there i know i haven't got like uh pussy man fists or uh lips <laughs> or anything like that on there because i thought is it a bit racy? We haven't, put, we haven't put Hank on there yet either. We should do that. No. Yeah. 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 him on there? No, I don't think George is on there. No, George is no. on there. George is sort of limited to, to sort of friends and family. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. the only people who bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like uh, George Mayhem. Yeah. One of my favourites. Yeah. 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 You've got yeah. some really interesting reaction. 
Yeah. We did. Yeah, we, we got did. we got we a got lot of. Uh, now, we? we did. Yeah, it's quite a, a heartfelt group of people on the yeah. uh, patron, wasn't there, Tony? When yeah, it there was. Finished. It's yeah. the most replies we ever had to that patron. Is the mm. is the day it ended? I think. Yeah. 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 We put there you go, Adam. Fuck you. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what guys as soon as you've got this comic and you've got it digitally perhaps you can add it to the comic house and the, the we wonderful, yeah. right, the wonderful li- library yeah. and if you out there just want to check out some great indie comics there's a 14 day free trial find out more go to comichouse.com and thank you to them as always also just on the end of that Vince they're probably the only thing I've subscribed to that hasn't gone up in price oh there you go Really? Like Netflix has gone up. Yeah, Disney's that's a rare claim. Yeah, and a lot of these um, these things as well, they're just really shit, aren't they? Because it's like, by the way, there's three tiers now, and if you want the cheapest tier, you'll be able to afford it, yeah. but we'll give you loads of ads. Yeah. Here's a quick pop quiz. If you've got Amazon, would you pay separately to have Amazon video? Yes. If I didn't have Amazon, I would. If you didn't have Amazon, have would, you, would you buy Amazon video as a separate service? I don't know. I don't know, because the thing is, I. I, have. I wouldn't. You you wouldn't. I don't think there's enough enough on there that's. Yeah, you could think you can rinse these things, way, can't you? Yeah, you can. Like for instance, with these sort of like streaming sub- subscription services, the amount of times I've subscri- I've subscribed to Shudder, the horror one, basically yeah. within a couple of weeks, rinsed it all, and then cancelled yeah. it, and probably yeah, like because yeah. it doesn't update quick enough, and then like a yeah. year later, oh, let's see what Go they've back got. On. Oh, they've got a film yeah. I like, so I'll just do it for another month or two. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Hundred yeah. percent. Don't but, do that with Comic House. That's that no. box ticked. No, it's no, all, all Comic House has there. just got great comics being added to all the yep. time. So, yeah, yeah. Do we go back? Do we go out of the ad and then go back into yeah, the ad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's, no, it's a wonderful thing. Makes the ad long last longer. We get double the money for that. Yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> uh, get back on it. That's, yeah. Is that a drug reference? Yeah. Ten yeah. pound in the bank. Cheers, Pete. <laughs> well, obviously, um, before we uh, jump into the topic, um, Dan Butcher has thought of a little quiz as well. Here's another thing for the, you lovely listeners to sort of play yeah. along with us. Dan's all These over are the best. The moment, isn't he? Yeah. This is fucking hard, I'll tell you now. Oh, These are the oh best, God, though. Dan. This what is you really about? hard. Oh, the quiz. Well, um, <laughs> his penis. <laughs> I almost crashed my car during Viz or Jizz. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> get a reply from Viz. We did send it to them. They yeah, replied, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think so- someone quoted it as one of us was going. I think I'm going to have to go jizz. <laughs> but we just didn't think about it at the time. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm definitely have to go jizz. Didn't yeah. someone on the Slack go j- j- Viz or jizz? You are wankers. Something like that. I think is one of the mentions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, check okay. out um, a fine, funny episode with that on our back catalogue. Was that last? That was last week as well. Wasn't that was last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Week. it was. Yeah, um, we've got a good name for it this week, though. Or well, yeah. good name for the answers this week, haven't you? Yeah, Dan? yes, yes. Because um, and this will pertain to all of comics, basically uh, drugs and comics. It's, um, Dan, what is this? What is this? Well, that we're about these are all fictional drugs that have appeared in any comic, essentially. Because I found a massive database of fictional drugs that appeared in comics and i've oh. made i've got 10 of them and some of them i've made up and you've got to go through and tell me which ones okay yeah are, are legit Who's gonna, are you not. gonna keep the the scores and i think i think before we start the quiz i think um even though this is a bit of fun and, and sort of play along um see how many you can get get right this is an interesting um thing to start off with as well because 
with the the, real, the many many real and awful real, real world drugs in, in the world in comics like you know writers and creators have made up all of these fictional drugs and they've yeah. obviously had to think about mm. the drug how addictive it is what it does to you that's an interest you know just to think of these sort of dark things is quite an interesting place to and be i think some of them have parallels to real drugs sometimes yes yeah which is interesting as well you know yeah. do you think um people they have the parallels um but creators feel more comfortable doing it as a fictional yeah. drug because if you use the real drug too real people people it, you, well, it would be a backlash to it's it it's hard if you have sort of like daredevil fighting someone and then like oh yeah he's taking heroin but stuff like that do- does happen in the comics but when you got more of a fantastical kind of superhero and it's then you di- put yeah, it's crack in the mix it's it, a bit yeah. kind of uh, it's a bit imagine it's just... mr fantastic if he took viagra yeah. fucking hell that'd shoot out all over the place <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh, good one. yeah so oh. we come up with a title for this uh, it escapes yeah. me now that we... yeah. good shit or bad shit Good shit, bad shit. Good shit, okay. Or bad shit. Okay, so mm. play along at home, listeners. Just so I get this right, good shit means that's correct. That's correct. And bad yeah. shit means yeah. that's wrong. That's okay. what yeah. Dan's come up with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, guest, go first for the first round. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you say round. good shit, you believe that's true, and and if it's yeah bad shit, made up okay. bad yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So the first drug uh, on the list is Formula K. Good Ooh. shit. Uh, Who's next? I think bad shit. Um, I think bad shit. It is indeed bad shit. Oh, I, fuck. I started off with a... Uh, <laughs> Mate, a, a you cheeky, cheeky monkey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Next one. Uh, we've got uh, Berserk, which is B-Z-R-K. Oh, I mm. think... I think... Good if shit. you know some of your comic history, you might know some of these. So, yeah, I think good shit. I'm going to say good shit. I'm going good again, just to, you know. That is good off. shit. Berserk is a toxic mutagen manufactured on the planet Apocalypse. Human uses increasing size and strength until they spontaneously yeah. combust. First seen in Martian Manhunter uh, issue thirty, volume two. There you, there go. you go. Interesting. Yeah, nice. Great issue. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. <laughs> Hairballs. Ooh, is it me? Yeah. It's you, Tony. Mm, hairballs. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I, know, I, I know you've got a cat, so I don't know. <laughs> Are you I'm playing gonna, the Met again? Yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to reverse that and say good shit. I'm going bad shit. Uh, I'm going to say bad shit. Is it a drug that makes you go... <laughs> 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 it's actually good shit. Yes. Oh, so Tony get one. It's yeah. introduced in the pages of Hawkworld, a drug that trans- well, it transforms is. its I read this users into feral werebeasts. The oh. more they use, the more feral and out of control, control they become. Oh, well, I do know that. Yeah, I read Hawkworld I did a read through on that last year. Yeah, that's a good series, man. Yeah. There you go. Good. Right. Uh drug number four. Uh regen Thanks. serum. What's that again, sorry? Regen serum. Bad shit. Oh, I reckon it's good shit. It's got the word serum in it. <laughs> See? I'm going to say bad shit. It's bad shit. Oh, yes. oh. Fuck you, Vince. 
Hey, that's steady on. Easy, easy. I'm a competitive guy. I'm a competitive guy. Okay, next one. Uh, Grendel. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Oh, bad shit. Good shit. I'm going good shit because it sounds lame. Uh, is good shit. Uh, it's from Grendel, drugs from the Grendel from the time of Grendel Prime that enhanced yeah. human strength. Oh, I, as soon as I said it, I thought, I think this one is real. <laughs> I thought that one would be any one to get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, Rapture. Who's that? Is it about me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm going to say... Oh, it's an interesting one, that, isn't it? I'm going to say good shit. It's a guess. Bobby? I'm going... <laughs> Good shit. Vince? Uh, God, if I want to get back in the game, I've got to fucking disagree, but um, I think it has the real one. But I'm going to say bad shit. No bad shit. Okay, it's actually good shit. Oh, but yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's an X-Men one. A deadly and highly addictive drug produced by Alchemex that bonds to a user's DNA used to keep Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, working. Oh, right. Oh, right. I think I knew that. I thought it was one of the many X-Men ones. Yeah, God, there's okay. there's loads of X-Men ones. Yeah. Uh, hydro pills. Oh, who's this? Is it me, is it? Yes, it's you for yeah. me. Uh got, got hydro... four more five more left. Hydro pills. Uh bad shit. Me? Um good shit. Tony? Uh I'm gonna say bad shit. Because that make it basically means water pills. Yeah, so yeah. that's bad shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> v man, you, you... <laughs> hey, think about what, the question. What can I say? I'm just good. a fucking clean living guy. Yeah. This looks good for me. <laughs> yeah, he never takes uh, any kind of uh, mutant drugs. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's, red, that was an easy one, though, because that just basically meant water tablets. Water, water pills, yeah. 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 Uh, bollocks. Red, you white, say red. that, but it's comics. It could quite easily <laughs> be <laughs> real. Yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. Is that me now? Uh, yes, I think so. Red, yeah. white, and blue. Uh, good shit. Good shit. Yeah, that's good shit. That is good shit. A that's trio of Dead villain, what's his name to them? Nuke. Nuke. Yeah. A yeah. trio of placebos yeah, yeah. used to control and manipulate the alpha conditioned moods of Nuke, a super uh, a deranged super soldier. Nice one. Yeah. Okay, uh three more. Uh Z or Z formula. I think it's Vince now, isn't it? Vince's Um Yes. Um uh, good shit. Uh, I'm going to say good shit too. It's got there's got to be a Z. Z yeah, I'm Z. saying good, good as well. It okay. just sounds too classic. It's good shit used by the yes. villain Mister Mister Who to increase in size and gain the strength of Ten Oh, we need that in order Ooh. to fight Doctor Fate. From more like Viagra for superheroes. <laughs> Ten Gorillas is a bit much though. Yeah, I wouldn't want that, would you? It's a bit no. a bit too much. Okay, last one. Just my back. Uh, <laughs> one of these is going to be interesting. Uh, Ten. Uh, right, Mega Serum. Oh, who is it this time? It's you, too, uh, I think. It's me. It's me, is it? Yeah. It's Tony, I think. If it's oh, Tony, it? then Tony. Mm. Yeah. Is it me then? Oh, so it's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Mega Serum? Mega Serum. I'm going to say you've put a bad or you've put a bad shit in last. So I'm going to say bad shit. Okay. Got one more after this, but you're going to get bad shit. Oh, sorry. I thought I've got 11 one. questions. No, no, no. One more. Got no, this, this is the last one. This is the last no, one. No, no, no. There's 10. There's one more. There's 11 questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, bad stick? shit because it bad sounds shit. ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. Mega serum. Um, I, I reckon good shit. 
is indeed bad shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Uh, that's hard. That's all right. No, no, no. Mate, some of the names are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and the last one, you 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 might get this one. Uh Profem. I know this one. So the other two uh, go first. Okay. Yeah. Um I think that is Profem. Profem. Sounds like Ibuprofen. Profem. 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 Oh, it's definitely uh, good shit. Yeah, good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, a powerful mutagen used by Sean Aaron to induce a sex change, changing him from male to female uh, to express the purpose of attracting Element Lad. First appeared in Legion of Superheroes, yeah. issue 31. Yeah. Quite strangely uncontroversial for what happened there, because it, it yeah. I think it was like, it's been about for a while, isn't it, that drug? I seem to remember reading about it in at least the 90s, I think. Yeah. Mm. It's just, mm. uh, uh, to be fair, like if we got the future technology, where it's just a matter of taking a pill. And then it's all done. Yeah, yeah. I suspect it, that in, was probably what'll happen, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ian and Banks books, they 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 can change, but it takes like six months for them to in in the the, the science fiction world that he's created. That if you're yeah. in the culture, you can change, but like just taking drugs, and it takes about six months to swap from one to the other. Right. Quite, okay. I, I think that list is is very interesting. I mean, obviously with with the ones that were actually real, um, the other ones mm. uh, you you can't find. They're all parts of Dan's brain. Maybe we need to have a question. Hydro pill. Yeah. Hydro pills. <laughs> hey, hey, it could have been good to, for Sandman to keep make, make yeah. sure. True. He's, he's oh, good. very good. So very it's good. Yeah. interesting because mm. obviously you get ones that are just kind of like, well, that's a bit silly. But then like the one with the red, white, and blue. And yeah. I mean, red, yeah, white, and so blue. Well done. But red, white, and blue is is, is also so, it's so on the nose, isn't it? it yeah. it's, it's very interesting yeah. when they create these, um, especially character specific drugs or narcotics or things like that. Yeah. The, na- the naming conventions, I think, are hugely important. I mean, is it is it Bane that has Venom? Is it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that clearly is, you know, it's got the negative connotation. You've got to be careful with that, haven't you? Because you don't want something that's like, actually sounds quite nice. It's anabolic yeah. steroids, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's what he's yeah. taking. Well, it starts, yeah. doesn't it? Batman takes them, and then he realises what's it's got an addictive property and he's kind of going nuts yeah, those legends of the and dark knight issues are great yeah. he, he, he almost goes his cold turkey him. his face changes almost doesn't it during it it's really interesting mm. yeah and it's um yeah it's just fascinating the way that that cr- comic creators continue to sort of like play with this sort of format and and these topics and subjects mm. um and that was a a lovely kicking off point dan that has obviously got yeah. our brains sort of bubbling away as well um so, I mean, drugs in comics. Certainly, you have those bits of the stories, um, like we said there. You know, Batman having to kick a drug, or you know, perhaps has been supporting characters are hooked on drugs, or sometimes there are drugs that are quite uh, comics that are just quite psychedelic that come from that sort mm. of perspective and comic and sort. I mean, of like don't get me wrong. There's, there's comics out there that are very, through intimation, pro drugs. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As there is sort of as stoner it, comic type, yeah, stuff, exactly. Yeah. As there is in all mediums, like you watch some films, yeah, that are essentially completely unwatchable <laughs> unless you. <laughs> you know, I always presumed <laughs> Batman would be taking a cocktail of drugs all the time. I mean, he's taking a lot of painkillers <laughs> and stuff, isn't he? You know, yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, muscle relaxants, kind of yeah. steroid stuff to kind of keep him. Catwoman's freaky. Yeah. Let's uh, face it, he's going to have to keep up somehow. There, isn't he? it's one yeah. of those things. If you look into it too much, you don't want to be like. Too real with Batman, yeah. do you? Because yeah. otherwise, uh, why does he give all these money to the poor? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, I, I think I think also with this with that this sort of topic, 
your mileage will vary depending on on what it is. Mm. Yeah, and obviously it's it's very different to sometimes real life situations in a, in a superhero supporting casts things uh, their lives. I mean, I can just think of, like Daredevil is a good example of that. You know, they met, they've talked about that to the comics that are a bit more out there. Um, me personally, usually the the sort of drugs, the more like psychedelic comics and those sort of. Um, drug adjacent type comics and not really my bag or you know and i'm not that informed about it yeah. um which is one of the reasons we do shows like this so then we can you know i can find out more and learn more etc yeah you know um and i think the because it's not really that's not the sort of comics i really want to read my experience with this subject matter in comics is probably more in the mainstream in those sort of as you say like the dark knight you know when they when these characters that we know very well have their definite interactions with them um but what what are your guys sort of interactions like for Pete, you know what's your kind of interactions like sort of drug affiliated sort of comics um it's it's what to be honest with you i never until we started kind of talking about uh, this kind of topic a few weeks mm. back I didn't realise how much drugs are in the comics that I read or how psychedelic they are mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah I mean like you think of people like uh, Jim Marfood that's like an open openly smokes weed and stuff and you read his comics which are just literally pumped with uh, drugs and narcotics all sorts of things really um, and you kind of suddenly realise like how much it fuels uh, kind of underground comics especially yeah. uh and like going back looking at the kind of ripoff and things like that those sort of uh comics from san francisco that's basically every single storyline isn't it tony it's just yeah. it's it's so well, entrenched there, i was i read a quote today from rick veach um who was obviously part of that movement um he said when pot arrived in the scene pot arrived in the scene at the same time as zap comics arrived and he said mm. we used it to hotwire our imaginations now I, the way I see it, and you've read a lot of these as well, Four Piers, they're not all great comics, but there is some gems in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, the first time I kind of read Zap, Bijou, and Rip Off, especially, it was more the aesthetic that I was like, this is cool. Like, it just looks kind of, it, it's my kind of bag. And then you're kind of reading it, and you're like, some of them you'd struggle to get through it. Because after a while, you're like, this is basically the same, <laughs> yeah. same kind of storylines I just read. You know, uh, it's like talking to someone on drugs. Sometimes these comics, isn't it? It might be funny for a couple <laughs> minutes, a good, but sometimes yeah. people just fucking wax on for hours, don't they? And you're like yeah. bored to shit if you're yeah. if you're straight at the time, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. But then I think you know there are so many kind of comics out there, uh, especially you know, like um, Swamp Thing. There's that like whole love scene. Yeah. Mm. And that like absolutely blew my mind when I read that. Um, and I remember thinking, fuck, these guys must have been on some shit, you yeah. know, like yeah. it, but it's incredible, isn't it? You look at the artwork and you're like, you'd have to be so ridiculously tunnel vision focused on what you're doing. So just, you can just imagine just being music going on completely high on something and just lost little details, shading, lettering kind of being dropped in, you know, and you think, there are a lot of things out there where it's just kind of fueled it so much that you think, would they even exist if, yeah. you know, these creators weren't 
I think what we're talking about here as well is we are definitely focusing in on the sort of stoner side of comics with what where we've started on yes this. Mm. when you yeah. talk about drug comics drugs is a is a massive field of all different things mm. yeah. yeah i would say there's probably not a lot of comics done by people who are fucking hardwire injecting heroin into their veins. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? got other things on your mind apart from making comics yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um i don't think there's that many but so it does lend itself to the you know stuff like lsd mushrooms mm. um, yeah. cannabis uh, yeah. you know uh, you know all the all those that sort of area of drugs even mdma some um dimethyltryptamine that sort of thing the more psychedelic area of drugs i think yeah mind expanding yes yeah. i think so but it doesn't make them all good but no. it does occasionally make them interesting Mm. yeah it's, it's also yeah. sometimes it's an interesting way to get a, like a, a a social commentary in, in comics as well one that um i didn't think of until just now when we were talking about the subject um the comic the beauty do you remember that that book from image yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A, a, a basic... they, they took they paid for a drug to make them beautiful yeah, 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 yeah yeah you pay for yeah. a drug and it immediately makes you absolutely stunning and gorgeous but the the whole point of the story is Eventually, people start spontaneously combusting. These, be- these right. beautiful people. Yeah. So it's in, but that in itself, you know, because of the drug and the nature of it, it was a yeah. fascinating social sort of mm. topic as well. Yeah, I think that's the same as um, like I mentioned to you guys, Tokyo Ghosts by Rick Remender, yeah. Sean Murphy. In that, it's like technology is giving them a buzz, isn't it? Yeah. And then you yeah. think of social media now. I mean, when was that that book done? Like twenty. 20- 14 2012 something like that um way before social media was ridiculous yeah and and now you're kind of seeing it you know tiktok and all this nonsense going on you think like when you say drug i guess it's anything that gives you it's a fix isn't it it's a buzz it's a well tiktok brain's a big thing isn't it the people actually get yeah really yeah yeah yeah. it's it's an interesting area i was thinking a lot about it and and i know me, Falpi, and Forpy all talk about, and and Cliff all talk about that little area of you know stoner comics, and we often compare mm. images to stuff like you know everything from Crumb to you know Gilbert Shelton who did the Fabulous Freak Brothers, and yeah. Kim Beach, Jay Lynch, all that firm who just monopolised on that mm. the high, the yeah. Hate Asbury and the Greenwich Village comics that were coming out at the time really do. I don't think they've ever been bettered, and I think people no. were more prepared back then, you know, sort of sixty six through to maybe seventy eight or something like that maybe into the eighties as well. Cause you had weirdo the um, it was they, they They didn't seem to be showing off. It just seemed to be yeah. a subculture. I mean that, that whole, yeah. that whole time, even though it was way before my time. Um, but that was a, a massively sort of creative, that was a creative boom for comics. Yeah. We, the underground started to well, it was like post really them And po- it was also oh, yeah. post um, Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam is, is the woods of big yeah. water. And of course, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, the, the flower power generation, all of that, you know, that, that coming yeah, permissive up. Permissive society. Yeah. Which was yeah. also, you know, filtered through to the main, you know, like we say mainstream now, but obviously, you know, the Marvel and DC that was coming up, you know, some of the comics I remember reading when I was a, kid like old they're all reprints of things you know an old black and white sort of superman if i look at that now and it's clearly oh this is clearly like the the 60s i can hear those sort of guitar mm. strings and that sort of you know that yeah that yeah, yeah, yeah. About it. it's weird because you had the the comic code in 1954 50 and basically them, yeah. that yeah you that looked that kind, up, didn't you dan yeah. the rules around that yeah so that's kind of there's like a fair few bits of rules and uh, stuff what you can and can't depict in comics so you had to kind of swing to like anti-drugs and then post-vietnam mm. you kind of got pro-drugs 
and then back to 1980s where you got Reagan and all the comics, games, everything at the time was anti-drugs. Mm. And then back into the sort of 90s now, which is kind of, a lot of the stuff has kind of just been so, not sanitized, but it's just kind of like, I smoke drugs and it's just, you get a shoulder shrug out of it. So I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like people that just like have to tell you they're a rebel by telling you they smoke drugs sometimes. Don't they? But, okay. are, is it, does it exist now? Do we think we've got, I mean, I, the only one I really was Ganja Man by Jim Stewart. Oh, I've not met, but I, I hear great. <laughs> He's a really nice guy, and I like his yeah. comic. But there, there's not much else there out there that has that underground drugs feel to it anymore. Do you mean? Do you that, think that's because no. people are afraid of putting stuff out there well, now? The one we read recently, uh, Chad in Amsterdam. You know, oh, that's he, a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, the one yeah. he did about when when he tells that story. The drug. The re-up. Is it the re-up? The re-up. Yeah, yeah, the re-up. Yeah. And that was like fantastic that's series. Yeah, that's so really like real and like fuck me, this is. It was refreshing. Uh, I, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so unglamorous and just like this is exactly yeah. how it would be. <laughs> there's mm. a, there's a, there's two different sort of drug experiences in comics, isn't there? Really, there's the experience of having the drugs, or there's the experience of being in that culture. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, they, yeah. You know, you, you can tell different types of stories. Um, it's funny because, like, you think of like Simon Hansman with Meg Morganau and right. like Werewolf Jones. Some of the stuff that happens in that comic is just obscene isn't it yeah, like, the, yeah. The, the yeah taken it, in that, but it's, it's just, just like yeah they're all absolute arseholes they're just yeah. horrible people yeah, yeah. but you but you're reading it like this some of this has to have happened because it's just way yeah. too like yeah yeah well written <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know as i know i know um it's been said on this show many times like uh, tony i know you say it like it's like write about things you know um yeah. <laughs> and, and there's when it comes to especially if you're writing a serious like drug comic um don't do it if you don't have any experience in it because there's nothing no, worse really. there's nothing worse than an ill-informed narrative um, no, yeah especially with I something like I... this you can't fuck about with it you can't fuck about with it because real no. people have experienced these things mm. haven't they so yeah i guess that goes back to like you guys were saying um earlier on about is it better to invent a drug than it is yeah. to kind of use real drugs? Because at least then you've got your own law and you can yeah. decide how easy is it to come off of it. Yeah. Uh, how does it, how does someone behave on it? You know, like you can, you've kind of, it's your law then, isn't it? Rather than, yeah. you know, yeah, we don't want to, we don't really thrill. want to see an, a, you know, a superhero comic where he's injecting into his dirty ankle, you know, yeah. like <laughs> heroin, do we? But, Although but, he does his brat pack. Let, yeah. It does happen. Let, in, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a few examples. You've got Amazing Spider-Man, Harry Osborn got bloody addicted to uh, prescription pills. Obviously yeah. you got Iron Man, who, uh, yeah. Demon in the Bottle storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've covered, uh, we got Speedy Batman, is the Speedy. big one, isn't it? Yeah. Speedy was a real Speedy. moment, I think, in comics, yeah, you know, because it, it really displayed him as a junkie. You know, and and I think you you'd hit that that period that post um, the summer of love, and we got into the, I think it was early seventies where heroin was really making its place known in America. You know, mm. the, the sort of oh drugs are fine, drugs are fine was okay when it was LSD, and you know, um, or mostly okay when it was LSD and cannabis, and then you had heroin hit, and everyone's like, this is fucking getting bad. Yeah, you know, right. and then they really played on that. They wrote an amazing comic on that. You know, mm. and short, shortly afterwards, the eighties was the cocaine generation. Yeah, wasn't then it? Like oh, that, yeah, geez, the hyperactivity of, of it. You know, just... that's when the comics had the reach of like if you told that story in the eighties, that it would get to people and people would yeah, get yeah. that message. Whereas that... if you did that kind of message in comics today, 
Yeah. Who you who you preaching to? But that also yeah. brought in people um, judge you now for a lot of yeah. like mainstream comics. Like with those, it it gave them a new villain, the cartel. When did we really know <laughs> yeah. about cartels before cocaine? Mm. You know, and all of that. So Punisher could just take down all of these. But you know, there was a definite, almost like a like a super villain organization, wasn't there? You know, there was also yeah. like a definite target. Um, in terms of like depictions of like good and bad um and we've talked just mentioning some classics there do you think um over time these are powerful stories all the ones that you mentioned dan and, and, and tony were like speeding and stuff when i was like you know even when you're reading the comics magazines and they talk about like turning points in comics like you know major issues being discussed in comics these the those are go-to picks aren't they they're the ones that like here is a shining light of like a serious subject tackled by the mainstream comics in this day and age because there's been so much more there's been there's so many more comics um do you think it would get that as much attention or be as powerful now if such a story was a mainstream comic I don't, I don't. I don't think the readership's there for it. I don't think it's it's, no. a, it's, a, it's a commonly it, it, comics are not the, the the medium of the common man now. They're not talked no. about by the walker. And I think as well. I think. Do you, do you remember there was that moment where Stan did the drug issue, didn't he? The Spider Man issue, and it went backwards and forwards to the um, Comics Code Authority, and they said you can't print it. And he said, "Fuck it, I'm going to print it without your Comics Code Authority." Yeah. And it took a while after that. It took decades after that, but the Comics Code kind of just went a while yeah, later. It, didn't it? It's yeah. weird because when I read up on it, they said it was defunct since 2011. When DC and Archie comics, the last two comic published that followed the code, broke from adherence to it. It's like, mate, there was people didn't give a shit about it till for years. <laughs> yeah, a decade mm. for the nineties. Yeah, sort of the image stuff. A lot of that stuff didn't give a fuck. No. Yeah, I know. There's a famous story, isn't there, about um, um, Kev O'Neill because he is the only artist in the history who's been banned by the Comics Code Authority purely on his style. So, oh. so we don't like your style. There's something wrong with it. Really? Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like. Yeah. He did a Green Lantern, yeah. The, the KCA, the Karen fucking comics card. It's just absolutely. Oh, it doesn't look right. It's too nasty. It's not. It's not nice. Yeah. And it's like, where are you pulling all this from? This is like entirely subjective. Yeah, and he wanted to go, so he rang them up. So I think he was with. I'm going to say something like Archie Goodwin, and Archie Goodwin. He managed to get hold a copy of their code, which he, which was quite difficult to do, and he got their number because apparently they were in New York, and he was in New York at the time, and he rang them up and said. Um, Oh, it's you know, it's Kevin O'Neill. I want to come round, <laughs> yeah. and I think <laughs> I think they hung up on him, as I remember the story. Because and if you hear him interviewed, he says, "I just wanted to go around it and nick some of their rubber stamps and put them in my pocket and leave." You know, and say to him, <laughs> "Why are you banning me? Why are you banning my style?" But yeah, that's a really interesting element. You know, when you think of censorship and stuff, I wonder if they did think, "Oh, this English hippie, he's on drugs and he's drawing all this craziness." You know, maybe it's a bit of that. I don't know. I do remember when in one of the martial laws, there's a uh, the Hour Man character. That yeah. takes a piss out one of the DC ones, and the depiction of him by Kevin is horrible because, like, his arms are absolutely withered and just veiny and muscular. And he's like, "Oh, look, there's a good vein. Inject it in there." And then he gives him his superpowers for the hour. Yeah, so like, it was fucking horrible. He's got like a belt and everything, like to well, same up. as same as uh, martial law. And then you got Brat Pack; they're all injecting to get superpowers. Yeah. And then yeah. you got the boys who are basically yeah. injecting drugs to get super. I mean, it's all it's all steroid. Yeah. Mm play mm. isn't it i think yeah you know yeah and then you've got mutant growth hormone you can it continues through the line of yeah. drugs and comics you know can you think of um without really sort of putting people on blast like like a, a genuinely 
irresponsible depiction and just like as we said ill informed oh. just sort of like no this is this is a bad way to do it uh, depiction in comics I can't. Interesting. I, I asked Good this question. question. I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm sh- struggling to think of one. Because um, most of the time, as you say, Dan, it, it's a plot point, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. need to. Get, I need to get bigger and stronger to beat the superhero. Take a drug. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, most think, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to I'm struggling to think of something that's like, oh, I'm taking heroin. It's fucking great. And yeah, you know what I mean? it does. Like that. Is there stuff that I mean, cocaine? What's the the one I was sending you boys about cocaine? Um, that does in a way, glamorise the use of cocaine a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Cocaine comics with an X. And it's kind of a big joke about cocaine. But even that does have a little bit of the paranoia that creeps in for people who are on cocaine. Yeah. You know, if you've ever well, been in a, a, a pub chatting to someone on cocaine, they tend to be at some point pretty fucking paranoid <laughs> fucking, a lot of the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I would yeah. struggle to read one of those cocaine comics and think this is a, a good, accurate description yeah, yeah like, at one point what, like, his nose falls off, like, and there's a they have like uh, these one page strips where his <laughs> nose is going around just snorting cocaine on his own and stuff. I mean, it's one of those things. It's a bit like the Fabulous Freak Brothers. We all laughed about mm. it when we were kids, and it's a bit like Pete and Dud and all this sort of thing. You know, it was just because it's so outrageous. We liked it when we were kids. You know, there was yeah, a yeah. same as the in betweeners or something like that. It, it, yeah, it does have its funny thing. I shared with you guys, didn't I, earlier the the image of um, the Fabulous Freak Brothers. So there's this famous one where they they decide, right, we're not going to smoke any drugs anymore. <laughs> and it's sort of big. It's, it looks like it's, um, it's not quite a photograph because I think they have sort of cut out faces or something on. Yeah. I yeah. That. And then, and then they go, this is really fucking boring. One of them farts and they're all sitting there and quiet. And he says, Oh, and they, they just go back to snorting and smoking and it goes back it to goes, normal comic yeah. style, you know, which is pretty fucking hell. I mean, I, I remember friends of mine who were not into comics saying, Oh, you like comics. You read the fabulous freak brothers. You've seen that one. That's really funny. That one, you know, that's yeah. kind of where yeah. I first heard about it. Yeah. There's really? a lot yeah. of people that are not into comics and have, uh, know that title. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean like stoner comedies is a generation. It's, it, yeah. it's a genre. It's a whole genre thing. Like in movies, it's yeah. still yeah, it's still a huge. Still going now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I find that fucking genre of humor boring as fuck. I've got to say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I never really liked the Cheech and Chong movies. Just like that, I didn't. Yeah. No, they're okay, yeah. but you know, Fine, it's yeah, a little but, snapshot yeah. of the time. But, but, but. They, you know, I said of the time. If someone like doing like a a film about two people getting mashed up on weed and going out to get munchies. Yeah, um, you're but, not going to get many laughs in the butcher. It, it's the, it's the <laughs> danger. Yeah, it, it, it's perception, isn't it? And it's it's the danger of like topics, also how it's topics. done, man. I yeah. Think. Yeah. We'll yeah, talk about that. Yeah. A long because it's a bit of a generalisation. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, there are some people who just be like, oh yeah, that person looks really cool when they're doing that. No, no, read it again because it's not supposed to look cool. Um, you're no. supposed. To, it's like someone like watching Wolf of Wall Street and thinking these guys are role models. No, 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 no. They're all You've horrible the human fucking there. human beings. If you <laughs> if you think that's the way to live your life, you need to look at yourself. A lot of people <laughs> on drugs are really annoying. Let's face it. When you're not on drugs, yeah, yeah, you know, that's interesting. Really it's kind of like uh, an unspoken it, kind of thing that goes through that the depiction of drugs is generally bad. Well, I think because I watch like. Uh, a lot of the Kevin Smith films, which I imagine mm. a lot of people listen to this are like mega mm. Smith fans. And like one of the comics, oh, yeah, he got a bit shit, didn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, like his Blunt Man and Chronic comic that he did, like the actual physical comic, mm. is is quite good with Cockknocker and things like that in it. Yeah. And I think <laughs> there are, <laughs> I mean, I was watching all that sort of stuff when I was at university, so it's kind of, I was at that age where that was hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, and I think and, I watch and, and it now. It's, it's that audience, isn't it? That's that's that tailor place. made for you, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah, that yeah point, exactly so. that. And I think, <coughs> yeah, maybe you do cry out a bit. 
Maybe that's yeah. A, when it's yeah. a fifty-year-old bloke talking about how great it is to smoke weed and stuff and chilling out, and you're like, okay, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's like the granddad at the fucking nightclub. It's just yeah, don't do it, mate. <laughs> I think you do that. Don't you see? There's so many things I watch now where I go back and see, and I think, oh fuck, this is just. How did I used to watch this? Like you know, it, it's just just ridiculous, isn't it? But I think going back to the point of the guys you're talking about that are shooting up and getting big and strong and stuff. To me, there's always been a connotation of when people are taking steroids, even if you see it in films and stuff. For whatever reason, like, oh, that's not as bad as taking heroin or doing yeah. this or doing that, yeah. even though it's completely fucking destroying them. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, and I think that it's that kind of, we've been, I guess, told from school from a young age that this is bad, you shouldn't do mm. this, this is terrible. Whereas, like, I never remember being at school and someone saying, you shouldn't be a juicer. Like, you shouldn't, mm. you shouldn't uh, you take steroids. That was just never. Whereas on anyone's radar the WDF wrestlers back in the day are saying about don't do drugs and stuff <laughs> yeah. and they're out of their fucking mind on gear yeah. all the time <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean yeah. I, from my reading and what I've seen the, the, the use of it is still as prevalent as ever <clears throat> there's a lot there's a lot of people out there are now saying you've got all these especially wrestlers it seems to be a lot doesn't it mm, saying yeah. and a lot of old bodybuilders saying you know I, you know, don't do steroids kids and you've got these, a lot of these old hands now saying this dude was 100% on steroids yeah yeah, yeah. But like you yeah. know, like a lot of fitness influencers, and like if you mm. eat, eat chicken and do these exercises that I'm going to sell you, you get like me. It's like, mate, the only way you get an idea is out of a fucking needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Or, they look I like mean, they can't scratch their back or wipe their ass. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a broad stroke <laughs> there, but like I've seen lots of them. It's like you didn't get that naturally, mate. No way. No, even that you've got amazing genetics. Yeah, like because mm. I've I you know I. uh Eat well and train pretty hard and things like that, and it's like it was quite interesting. I did a the Joe Wicks thing, yeah, and I got to like a really like high physical level, and I, and it was so hard. I mean, mm. it was like no alcohol, no this, no that, no that. Have carbon, you do this, don't do that. You know, it was just like I was like a machine, and I did yeah. it for about six, six or seven months. And I was like, wow, look, I, you know, I look great and everything. And then it's like, I can't, you, I can't keep can't this up. Can't keep living like this. Yeah. Whereas if someone said, you know, shoot a bit of this and you'll look like that and you can, you know, have a Mackey's, I'd be like, done. <laughs> <laughs> as if I would, as if I would. Yeah. It's just so you can train, like you're doing it and you can train more. Let's yeah. bring it back, let's bring it back to comics. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. No, no. I, I don't want us to sound there. I also don't want to sound like a bunch of old man going, oh, you know, yeah. nothing good's ever come out of no, drugs. No, no. I'm, no. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm not pro drugs in any way. You know, I, I brought up a son, my son saying don't do drugs and mm. stuff. Mm. But I think there are, it is fair to say, in the same way as music can yeah. be improved by certain drugs, I think there are some beautiful moments that have occurred in comics that have, you know, there been, have been I think, iconic books. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think. Alan Moore may have dabbled in. Well, I yeah. think he quite Jackson. he quite openly talks about it. I think as well. Talks about couple, it, yeah. I was thinking about Vaughn Bode. Who Vaughn Bode is it? Vaughn Bode yes. or Bode? Bode me, yeah. Me and Pete Dory did a, an NIA episode on that, and there's there's no way that geezer wasn't on some mushrooms or something. And uh. some absolutely beautiful things came out of his his pen. You know, yeah. I think sometimes some I hate to say it, but sometimes it can help. I think. Right. Yeah, you know, it can free your mind a little bit, as yeah. it, you know, is always advertised to do. I, I think, uh, yeah, I, but I, I would caveat that to say it's down to the individual. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. Yeah. Oh god, I yeah. mean, I mean, that's the problem with every single drug is, you know, there's some people even just something low level like cannabis. There's some people who get terrible paranoia and mental yeah. illness yeah. out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. 
it's weird isn't it because i think like you were saying about the impact of what drugs in comics have now i don't think the youth now because it's so it just seems to be kind of everywhere like you go to the states and everyone's on gummies and all this sort of stuff and and every street in yeah yeah it's so normal and now they're doing like lsd with therapy and things like that so i think it's kind of normalized it i mean to be honest with you i see more <laughs> of those weird little co2 canisters knocking about than Same, i do yeah. smelling weed anywhere the there's a great story yeah. about um ecstasy so there's a guy there's a guy called alexander shulgin who um he's kind of like the godfather of versions of ecstasy with which they're a number and he got employed by the um brazilian government because all the brazilian government were all falling out with each other because they're all fucking angry with each other and he got them all together and got them all on ecstasy and he says the brazilian government operated brilliantly for the next year <laughs> <laughs> so you know these, under supervision a lot of drugs are okay so, yeah you know, medically if you are checked out medically okay fine. but i think this like even you look i mean gilbert sheldon is is the absolute epitome of it isn't he, he does some amazing yeah. comics wonder warthog and stuff like that even yeah. people like Kim Deitch, Jay Lynch, Skip Williamson, these sort of people just do some brilliant, amazing comics. And there's no way that they aren't augmented in some way with a psychedelic no. drug. Yeah. Yeah. You know. it's, yeah. it's, it, but it, it depends on what you want to do. I don't think yeah. they would probably do a very good Avengers comic on those yeah. drugs. No. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly um, sequential pages or like, splash pages or anything that that we've seen in co- comics, we've probably mentioned on the show, saying, I think mm. someone was on something when they drew this or they took this because yeah. because the images that you're seeing um you just can't fathom someone going oh yeah this would be you know just draw, draw this. This. yeah yeah um but i guess once you keyed into that art stuff what that looks like you're you can recreate whatever you want. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but there's also artists as well because of um speaking generationally do you know what i mean and um whether it be comics or album covers which were infamously you know a lot of psychedelic sort of type mm. type which artwork. were influenced by comics and vice versa yeah. a lot of comic artists did grateful dead covers and stuff like that you know and mm. what 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 we also see is artists who probably aren't into drugs but are influenced by that art. They see art mm. that they like. There's also that element to it, isn't it, as well? There's, yeah. There's probably artists who just think, oh, this sort of artwork is exactly the sort of thing I like to look at and I like to draw or paint or whatever. They're clean as a whistle. It just so happens that their inspiration. Jack Kirby. Jack yeah. Kirby is the prime example of that. Look at what yeah. he curated. Look at even later on when he was doing those sort of... Um, photographic backgrounds and stuff like that and mm. you know look at the negative zone and steve yeah. ditko stuff those dudes weren't fucking banging it in no. their arm every five minutes were they no. Do you know what I, mean? no. 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 I think with like with certain when you when you're drawing something when you're into something like when i've done like uh psychedelic-esque <laughs> posters or when there's like things that are flipped and spinning and colors are kind of crazy whatever you can get so lost in it when you've got like music cranking on in your in the background that you do kind of i guess you can't you just switch off into another another state and you just literally you know sometimes i'll draw something and then step back and be like fuck where'd that come from i have been to forby's house House, and his drawing room is like a 10 hour zappa concert (laughs) see it fuck (laughs) (laughs) i know what you mean now i mean the, the, you know the the dopamine hit you you might get from some kind of drug is similar to the artistic high we get is that what you're saying man you yeah know? yeah i think so is i think it's it's everything about 
switching your brain into a different gear or a different place, isn't it? And it's like, I think when you're painting or drawing or writing or making music or even listening to music or whatever, there are so many times where you can literally, it, it's like your your conscious just stops and then you're off somewhere else and you're kind of just riding this, this like little path and you're just seeing where it kind of goes to. And I think, you know, with drugs, a similar thing can sometimes happen that you're kind of, you're or like, you know, like drinking alcohol or whatever, you're looking mm. for that thing to kind of take you out of something can just free you up a little bit. Um, but yeah, massively, I think with, especially with like um, hyper detail, like some of the stuff we did in Hank, like mm. with those kind of fight scenes and the lines and all the detail, like it's yeah. so easy just to get completely lost. You put like a bit of like metal on, in your headphones it's like like that and then you've now, got now, now you're talking yeah, language you're yeah kind of then what you want to feel yeah. yeah yeah you're kind of you're just hearing it like I remember so when I draw comics I will listen to specific things to get me into the headspace gotcha. yeah. To, yeah. to draw that like I can't just sit there in a silent room and just draw like a Hank yeah. fight scene I need like someone screaming and yelling and like heavy drums and like crazy riffs and this the same is, as if I'm, it's a cheap sorry. way to say it uh for people but it's almost um and it's gonna sound tacky saying it but it's almost like music is your drug and your the playlist you've got a specific playlist yeah, for that thing 100 yeah yeah definitely yeah massively like you know um anything i'm doing you know like the kind of like i said the underground little zine comic things that i do or the like i'm doing one at the moment um which is kind of a little bit out there it's a bit weird so i'm kind of listening to like kind of 70s like stoner you. rock <laughs> yeah. but i'm listening to like 70s stoner rock to kind of get myself into that oh, kind wow. of chilled floating along what's going to kind of happen how are we going to deal with this sort of thing yeah um but i think um yeah i think it's always trying to find that switch to kind of switch you over something something about music as well i think especially um like say stoner rock all that sort of music Mm. that is clearly being inspired by let's just say drugs um i know for instance the the doors obviously uh, have a huge legion of fans i'm not a big fan of the doors and those endless keyboard solos yeah they really my teeth great when those keyboards kick in dude if you (laughs) ever want to read a book of a bloke who's completely mental read ray manzarek's um autobiography fucking he believes that spirits were visiting when he was on those keyboards man (laughs) (laughs) i think it's um what was it the one that uh daniel warren johnson did it was uh silver surfer no 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 um uh, murder falcon fuck. murder falcon and he did the, the playlist on spotify yeah you oh, right. that playlist, seen that. Yeah, yeah the playlist is epic it yeah. is if you like metal it's fucking amazing oh, and then when you look at the artwork yeah. and then you listen to that playlist because he was releasing he released the playlists when the books came out it was per issue wasn't it yeah it was that's right and then you could listen to the music while you were kind of reading i never did that and you see the lines yeah oh man when you see those line work and the kind of you're like you can just imagine him like this music going and then just like fucking whacking ink down and just almost like just pummeling the page and just so much energy into it i would be fascinated to see like the playlist at the end of that though because that's a very Uh, tragic you know, to see that's what a the... gut punch for a book yeah. isn't it yeah yeah such a good oh, it's interesting yeah. yeah we should do one for this episode we should do a spotify <laughs> playlist for this episode we should <laughs> Come on, we, 
if you listen yeah. on Spotify, uh, please uh, subscribe and leave a review. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should we should do one because I I love that scene. Everything from Zappa through to the Brian's Jonestown's massacre and all that sort of thing. I'm yeah. mental for that, See, and that's why it's that interesting scene. because that is just that's my. I mean, I try to listen to everything, and I've just not. That's not my jam. And I think uh, you know that's probably filtered through to some comics in a way. There's there's maybe yeah. some comics that I I would have or could enjoy that I just I mean, yeah. I mean the big the big elephant in the room that we haven't spoken about is the UK scene and mm. yeah. you know the influence that comics has had on the UK scene and I I see it as being um very significant. Uh, you know we've mentioned Alan Moore but there's no getting around the um the LSD experiences that Geraint Morrison talked about prior to him writing The Invisibles. Mm. You know, yeah, he claims he met an alien, doesn't he, while he was on LSD? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I think stuff like that. And you, you, you know, all that crowd of people. You know, the Jamie Hewlett's and stuff. I like that. I was going to say Jamie Hewlett. Yeah. I've been waiting mm. to say, yeah, because he's openly, totally, yeah. Him and Damon Albarn are openly discuss that sort of stuff. I've seen it right. in the interviews and stuff. So, I mean, Hudigan's haircut, fucking hell. Oh man. Yeah. That's absolutely mental. That's true. But there are some creators who fall into the area of that looks like they're off their nut on drugs. But mm. I'm not certain if they are. The, the, I mean, Kirby falls into it. Ditko falls into that sort of scenario for me. But uh, having met Brendan and Brendan McCarthy and having chatted to him, you know, for a long time on this show, and he chatted to us quite a lot afterwards, didn't he? I, mm. I, I love that dude's art. But if there was ever anyone in this world who I think is... He is just purely drawing whilst on LSD. It would be him. But if he, he comes across as not that kind of guy at all, when I met him, I think he had a shirt and tie on. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, Jesus. isn't it? Mm. The, the other one I wanted to mention is Hunt Emerson um, and Knockabout Press. So they do quite a lot of stuff um, that's in that um, stoner comics kind of area. And, uh, and and I really I really rate Hunt. We should really get him on. I know he got an award at, London, at the London Film and Comic Con a couple of weekends ago for his, um, his work. But... Um, Max Zillion, who's the sort of sax playing character in Jazz Funnies, you know, and and, and jazz has that con- connection, doesn't it? Everything yeah. from amphetamine tablets through to weed and LSD and stuff. And mm. Casanova's Last Stand, The Adventures of Mr. Spoon Biscuit. That's got to be a drug. <laughs> There's no way that ain't a drug. <laughs> yeah, I think he's amazing, and he is the one. I've I've never seen anyone who perhaps conveys that that feeling of um transformation through music and drugs in a comic i think without perhaps always specifically saying it mm. yeah you know, so i'm saying there yeah 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 this, uh, the, the other one i want to mention is high times so the high times magazine which is like has mm. seemingly been about for what um, decades and forever. decades yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. um it's had Trina Robbins it's had Spain R- Rodriguez in it. it's had Kim mm. Deitch it's had Bill Griffiths in it you know they used to run i think um the Freak Brothers and Wonder Warthog were in there as well at some point. So it's always gone hand in hand. And these comics, um, the you know, the Stoner comics and the Hate Asprey stuff and the Underground comics and that that sort of area of comics weren't necessarily sold in comic shops because comic shops weren't really about. They were mostly sold in head shops next to bongs mm. and stuff like that. Legal highs and you know, yeah. tie dye t shirts and things like yeah. that. So yeah. we, we yeah. like a bit like Dan's t shirt. <laughs> but the uh, we've always gone hand in hand with that, and I've always really relished that area of experimentation. I think it's not confined purely to a comic shop, but I'm not sure if we see that much anymore now. Mm. I don't. I don't see it on the shelves anymore. No, it's the thing is, though, Tony, it's so hard to get at people, isn't it? Like I think mm. you guys mentioned last week about. Uh, marketing in the comics and it's just like no one none of us do it it's because it's just not impossible but 
we're not all on social media 24 7 and yeah. more of us are checking out every day and i think you know i've had comics in like the tat- like tattoo shops and stuff around town and like yeah. a few of them have gone but then the people that are going in there aren't you know it's not masses of people whereas when probably you know when i was younger um you know you used to go to record shops all the time and you'd go into like skate shops and you'd go into kind of hippie stores and yeah. you you just you'd go you'd go to shops because that's the only way you got stuff so yeah. it's so easy to kind of be like all those well, people go there i'll put that in there sort of thing yeah. well dan and i often talk about the tram stop area in croydon and mm. down where that little market was and that that comic shop is now dan was a head shop mm. and and they sold freak brothers and yeah rip off press and okay kitchen sink comics and stuff like that in there they had a shelf of t- they're all tatty old things that have been there for decades mm. yeah but they used to sell them there. in there yeah 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 and it was always the dirty end of town wasn't it that comic shops used to be in you know it was, it was yes. the sort of dodgy was, bit the rent of town. was cheap <laughs> yeah yeah. Okay. yeah and that would be where you would have these sort of shitty shops plus uh you probably have like an old secondhand shop as well that had back issues in it and stuff like that that's where we lived as comic shop people you know that's where we lived as comic buyers you know there'd be a tatty old news agent as well probably that's why it's changed so much and gone where it says it's gone so corporate if you know what i mean yeah that's Man where do they go now planet yeah. you know even gosh is mm. not doesn't have that feel about it it's sort of this no. nose in the air kind of graphic novel you can never go back to that what it was before no that's i don't think we can yeah no, it was so, very uh, much a niche cool market you know there'd be a guitar shop there a record shop as well you know yeah I mean, it's St. Albans is a record shop next to the comic shop, but it seems too clean, seems yeah. too yeah. sterile, you know. Well, yeah. Adults, are, yeah, they kind of used to be, comics used to be counterculture, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, that's not. Now they've sort of been but, sw- but, swallowed yeah. up and almost disregarded now. Which if, is, if there was a stoner in a movie, they would they would always have a copy of Conan next to them or something, wouldn't they? You know, yeah, they always have a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000 AD or something like that, yeah. you know. What about um, anti-drug campaigns in comics? Can you think of any sort of or storylines? Well, there's the famous three Teen Titans stories on there. So they they were actively made as comics. I think hand in hand with the, you know di- you know I don't know if they were a government department, but some big company department in order you know tasked to do a drugs comic. You know, putting people off the problems with drugs, and yeah. that's quite common. And that's happened in a few for a few different countries, for a few different companies. Hmm. You know, um, and I think there's Teen Titans one. I think they did have an effect. I think they're on the DC app actually. I think you can see at least one of them. Yeah, on the drug ones. Yeah, and they were written by. I think they were written by Marvin. George drew them. You know, um, there is a litany of like virtually every comic and title is going to have an anti-drug story in it. Yeah, you remember that the the anti-smoking cartoon with Superman. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point, man. Really well animated. Yeah. yeah, I think. And he looked in the geezer's lungs and he's like, "Oh, look, I'm <laughs> fucked up." Didn't I, say that. I think um, <laughs> this is one of the things where um, the comics medium, especially like the long form and you know, telling these stories over decades, um, where superhero comics can lose its grip a little bit. Um, not on reality, because we're speaking about superheroes, but of course they have these powerful moments about the, these characters' lives. And if you uh, correlate it to real life, um, most people will tell you, 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 you don't just next issue, you're healed. It's with you the yeah. rest of your life. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a battle for the rest of your life. Um, but with comics, of course, it can be six months later. We don't need to mention that again. Can you think <laughs> of Can you think of any anything? For instance, when you talk about these, like you know, these big issues, these important issues, Speedy, for instance, 
has that you know did things like that linger onwards over the years and the decades did they come back to it did they think here is yeah something... they mention it occasionally not yeah. as much mm. it's not a defining characteristic of him mm. um but yeah it's mentioned occasionally but it but is it I think with reboots one yeah, yeah yeah like sometimes because obviously with this sort of storytelling as well you, you don't want to be a cheap storytelling ad, uh, no. device absolutely not but also there is a certain power to highlight look this is an ongoing thing this isn't just just because you're a superhero you can't just be fixed in gone. the next six six, yeah. six months um, and because like I don't have these long relationships with these superhero characters I just wondered if if like you know I mean the Iron you know Tony Stark We, I mean we talked about you know the alcoholism Demon in the Bottle is talked about lots still yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but has that happened with many of the others that have just been through like you know for instance Batman. I mean, when we kicked off this conversation, we were talking about Batman kicking a, a habit. Yeah, you know. we well, got the mutant, mutant growth hormone. You know, there was some stuff going on with the mutants as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows with the fucking mutants, man? Like, <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, that could just be like, you know, the up above and the publishers. There could be writers who are like, oh, can I just come back to this because I think it's an important thing to say about this character, and they could be shot down. They, they, they could yeah. also be that as well. Yeah, like, with the big cold group. Mentioned before, but in this Captain America storyline, where uh, Mark Greenwald and Ron Lim, where the streets of poison, where Cap gets caught in an explosion in a warehouse of ice, which is, I think oh, yeah. it's just heroin, yeah. and, and it bonds to his, the super soldier, and he goes fucking nuts over several issues. Just going Does well he grow stubble? Does he grow stubble? Because that's, yeah, he's normal, got that's stubble normally how you know someone's a wrong one. <laughs> stubble <laughs> yeah. and bloodshot eyes. Yeah. It's actually oh, a decent story, and I think they. they filter it out and he goes look Cap we've had to take all the super soldier serum out so you're just like a normal bloke but I think that lasted like a couple of issues and it's like oh it's just come back now so it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that was the dialogue yeah (laughs) I think his his body like because he's his body it'd been his body so long that he's it could replicate it I was like I don't think that works like that I don't think it works like that but uh, narratively and just for production reasons it works it it. works fine yeah but they even like but they even use comics anymore to tell kids about drugs because I that's what I mean it's pointless I never I can't remember the last one was in a comic shop where I saw a young person in there (laughs) you know that wasn't like a 10 year old being dragged in by their dad yeah Do, do you know what I mean it's always been you know I'm probably like one of the youngest in there, really, and then everyone else is either older or buying a present for someone or something. I just, <laughs> it's kind of like I think, like Tony was kind of saying, well, it, it used to be like a mainstream kind of thing that everyone just got because it was on newsstands yeah. and it was everywhere and it was just flooded. Whereas yeah. now it's kind of you, well, you not got... to sound like a wanker, like social media is now <laughs> the new fucking drug isn't it yeah like yeah it's a new, it's a new puritanical fucking movement yeah yeah exactly. you know, if you went on doing this comic about it. it jacking up heroin someone would yeah. go it's irresponsible to talk yeah. about heroin in that way i'll fuck it, off yeah, but, you <laughs> yeah know, actually some it. people need heroin to deal with x y and z and you're wrong it's to portray so yeah. 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 with it with it yeah. with this sort of with multimedia <laughs> and if you're talking about this sort of serious subject um, it's a serious fucking subject. It doesn't matter if yeah. you've got like, like for instance, Train Spotting has a has a layer of comedy. We all remember the funny yeah. moments from Train Spotting. Yeah. We yeah. also remember yeah. the fucking god awful bit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. the book, man. The book really yeah. describes it as a just. I mean, heroin's a dirty, horrible, fucking life destroying drug. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, we dealt with it. We dealt with it for Pete, didn't we, in Hank? So Hank is yeah. essentially a stoner of something. You know, he'd probably stick yeah. anything in him you know, yeah. to get high. Um, but we gave him a redemptive arc in that way, didn't we, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, like, and also to think, you know, he was around in, that's kind of set in the 80s, wasn't it? And, yeah. um, like, growing up in the 80s and going to, like, trades and labour clubs and things like that around, like, my dad and his mates drink and whatever, like, <clears throat> there's always stuff kind of being passed around and, and, and going on everywhere, really. And I think, um, like, with, with Hank it, in the 80s, it, everything felt a little bit more volatile and I don't really apart from He-Man telling me you know don't do drugs and stuff it was kind yeah. of like you could see what was kind of going on as a kid and you were like this isn't good <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I also have to say that the hiring policies of drug dealing companies are terrible so it used yeah. to be drug dealers were quite tough dudes weren't they you know you wouldn't fucking yeah. mess with them they'd probably stab you up yeah. or something you know shoot you I was walking over the bridge a couple of years ago in Camden and some weird kid and his mate walked up to me <laughs> and said, um, you know, he looked like he could do with a wash this kid. And he said, do you want to, do you want to dust your nose, mate? And I went, fucking seriously? <laughs> yeah. And he went to me, oh, I'm really sorry. Like that. And he wandered off all sheepish. I thought, what's happened <laughs> to drug dealers? What's happened to you? He used to get a guy outside Camden, like cheap station, that's like drugs, drugs. This, yeah, trying to sell you a bit yeah. of plastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, obviously, okay. there's, there's, um, I won't name and shame any people, but uh, there was, I was chatting to um, someone I know. They're telling me about the fact that uh, you can actually get uh, drugs on an app, and this dealer had like an app, and you could choose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could, yeah, you could choose like what you wanted, and then he had like a, a WhatsApp or a Telegram thing where you'd message uh, a number yeah, and a thingy, yeah. and then a, and you're like, I was like, "What? Just send it around." I beg your pardon. You used to take your life into your own hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be told your mate would say, "Oh, that bloke by the the, the jukebox yeah. in that pub, he, yeah. he always sells it." And you go up and go, "Hello, mate," and the bloke would go, "What?" what? And you get to fucking just got the wrong bloke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like that in the superhero world. Oh no. We had uh, a guy come into the office a couple of years ago, and he was offering like a couple of people a pinch of snuff. It's like no way. Snuff? Was he yeah. like a Victorian gentleman? <laughs> well, he, he was. He was an antique dealer. <laughs> So it's half of the course. For, forsooth, yeah. forsooth, thing, my lord. The thing, is, the thing is, in the superhero world, if someone David says, Dickinson oh, coming you meet, you meet someone. Snuff, in, old boy. Yeah. Imagine if you met someone Cheap in a superhero <laughs> in a superhero bar, and they went, "Oh, do you want some of this, mate?" And it turned you into a fucking werewolf. Yeah. In the eye. yeah. Yeah. Man, you're taking your life in hand. You start taking drugs in a superhero comic. Yeah. 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 What's gonna happen? Yeah. No. Um, End up in a supermax. <laughs> yes. I think the, the, the big elephant in the room again is that you know, I, I, if it wasn't for comics, I would probably be on a lot of drugs because I think the yeah. amount of money that I've spent on comics is equatable to being a heroin addict. I think you know, yeah, that's, mm. you can't afford to be on drugs if you're into comics anymore because it's no, expensive. No, no, no. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. The cost. Is, uh, my favorite episodes when you guys are like literally tearing into like how much some books are. <laughs> like I was on a, a site the other day and uh, it was what was it? It was like a how I many was it 80 pages and it was 28 quid or something and i was like Fucking fuck off like, <laughs> yes. fuck off i'm gonna i'm gonna go into your oh, contact yeah. area i'm gonna send you an email i just told you to go fuck yourself like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just there's no just ain't paying that just no. no it's 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 obscene isn't it i think yeah. and i think it's a real shame because you know all of us love 
comics and the media and then when you when you have things like that happen you just think ah oh, oh, i've been yeah. priced out of comics now it just seems a bit mm. a bit bizarre but yeah. i think um yeah it's like i say it's weird how much drugs are kind of if you really really look into like some of the storylines or <clears throat> someone's got a superpower someone's done this or something or this has happened it's quite surprising sometimes that it's kind of linked to a kind of drug-esque culture yeah, isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, is it easy to do that do you think is it lazy writing to be like there's generally a storyline where oh can you help me my sister's got herself hooked on drugs i need you to you know and then punish will go and kill a load of gang members <laughs> yeah, you know because yeah. it kind of seems like a go-to storyline for yeah, me yeah. you know yeah, yeah. One, yeah. One, of the, one of the ones that lingers in my mind actually which is actually going back to kevin smith is when he wrote daredevil and karen page yeah in that and he meant yeah that, that was really um and i hadn't really read like her story in the comics either so that was my sort of experience of it um and i i really enjoyed that um casada and kevin smith yeah i think it's a good one i didn't mind his green arrow one either but it was also very yeah very dark though isn't it when you and because it was also it wasn't necessarily the superheroes it was the real people in their lives Mm. that suffered from this um i remember Mm. that being a pretty dark book who was one who was writing when karen page sold out his uh, identity for, for, she was on drugs. It was um, Camilla, wasn't it? Miller, yeah. Mm. God, I remember yeah. that. I was like, that, "This is horrible." What a fucking scenario spun through yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, but but powerful stuff. And uh, it's people you know that's, do, man. that's yeah. never going to go in the fucking Disney show. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. But you know, uh, the it's the power of storytelling t- that we can, you know that it we learn sometimes through having our hearts broken and our minds opened to the knowledge of these things. Mm. Um, and certainly anything that we've talked about, um, if, if there's been any, like if you out there listeners have any examples of like, this is a comic that treated it really badly. Cause, we, cause obviously we can't think, you know, we've, we thought of some pretty powerful and must read sort of issues about this subject. If you want to re- read more, um, but there could be ones out there that don't do it very well. We've done it very poorly, so please get in touch with us and let us know. If, irresponsibly, if a, I suppose. Is yes. the word, yeah, isn't irresponsibly. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, certainly, it is talking about a subject like this is there is a responsibility to that. And uh, if, of course, anyone listening has been affected or is affected by any of this content that we've talked about, um, of course. We have what's the helpline? We've dug out a helpline if all Yeah, so yeah. it's important and this is something we talk about a lot. If we're gonna talk yeah. about an issue in here, there should be yeah. a way to help people yeah. who are maybe listening and thinking, you know, a bit like oh, I could really do yeah. something around this. Yeah. Um so if you there's talk to Frank, which is a sort of long standing drugs helpline. You <clears> listen, if you if you're if you're in in danger, your life's in danger, or a friend or a family member is in danger, then always ring nine 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 and that's a recommendation that the site gives. Yeah. But if you want to talk to Frank, there's talktofrank.com is the website and there's a lot of explanations and lines of help on there. You can you can call them on O three hundred one two three sixty six zero zero or you can even text them if you want on eight two one one one. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah so please of course um we hope you. I mean, we're moving on to shout-outs and recommendations. Um, and this has been a informative and knowledgeable sort of chat. I've, I know, I've, I've learned a decent amount, and uh, we certainly hope that we dealt with it responsibly as well. So, um, yeah. And mm-hmm. we're never, we're never going to talk about any serious subject, um, just for the clicks, just for the content. 
no matter what. You're, n- you're never going to get that w- with this show. There's always going to be. Well, I mean, we don't do that anyway. No. No, <laughs> no one listens. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, let us know if there's any potential like important comics that talk about this subject that maybe we We'd don't... we missed loads, man. We... There's loads yeah. in my notes. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if there's yeah. any certain, like, p- perhaps you've read an independent comic or a small press comic that is a brilliant example of it, please let us know. Um, all the, we'll put all the contact details at the end of the show but we're all about just sharing the love of comics especially when they tell important they talk about important matters and get the subject matter across brilliantly um, but before we move on to the recommendations of which there will be quite a few this yep. week I think uh, do we have any shout outs gents yeah I've got a couple um, thanks firstly to Cole Henley he did so Everyone knows Cole if you're on the the, um, the Slack, and he's he put out a thing today for commissions. And I obviously went from Master of Kung Fu character Black hey. Jack Tar, and he drew it virtually straight away, and it's brilliant. So very cheap, great little commissions. If you're on the Slack, or if you know him on Twitter, I think you'll probably find out you can do them there. Um, the 10th of September is Bridlington Spa Comic Con again. Andrew Hempel, our buddy, um, he says if you are small press and you want to go to that convention, he will give you a table for free. Hey, there you go. So find a good fight. So contact. Andrew at Scaro, S-K-A-R-O Media, Scaro Media at Hotmail.com. And he put the he put the line, we really want to put comics back into Comic-Con. That's good. He's doing the right thing mm. there. Yep. But there's going to be Funkos and there's going to be Doctor Who actors and stuff like that. But they've, they've just had Hull Comic-Con, which I think is one of his as well, had a small press area. And I was just speaking to Damien. And he said, dude looked after us super well, like the nicest geezer. So go and do that. And he certainly did with me as well, actually. He even took me for a beer, so there you go. Um, the sign-up page for the United Going Underground from our buddy Johnny Cannon, very good friend of mine, is now on Kickstarter. It's the follow-up to the phenomenally successful The United Welcome to the Shit Show. So go and sign up for that. Um, if you follow Johnny on um, Twitter, you'll be able to find the link. Search it on Kickstarter, or it'll, I'm sure it will be on the on the Slack as well. It's going to be a cracker. I've been watching the process of this book, and I, I we, we often say this about Johnny, there's no one out there who studies <coughs> comics more than Johnny before he puts the pen on the paper, and it's going to be brilliant. That's very well thought of, so they're my nice. three. There you go. Nice. Dan? Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, first one, Change, a work-in-progress comics anthology, an anthology of comics by UK-based cre- community of creators about what change means to them. That's sailing towards this target. Got another 20 days to go, uh, created by Joe Stone. We've got uh, No Escape from Vida Futura, issue one. Heaven is a prison with psychotic angels as guards. Isabella is dead, or she is, but she has a plan for that. A sci-fi afterlife thriller. Uh, that looks good. I've, I've mentioned that a couple of times. That's by a long-term listener and fan of the show, friend of the show, uh, Sarah Miles. Yeah, good. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check one out. Uh, and we've got Nave of Hearts, issue one and Comic Con uh, by Sarah Webb. Bring my finished comic, Nave of Hearts, to a Comic Con, a steampunk comic where God stir up trouble, humanity is screwed. Good stuff. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's very thoughtful, Craya. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another Kickstarter. I just got one this week. Another Kickstarter Go is uh, Mike, Mike Garley's uh, off. Ah, oh, I could forget oh, that. Yeah. Final <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, collected, the collected edition of uh, Our Final Halloween um, is out now. It's got 28, well, as we speak, 27 days to go. This was a fantastic mm, um, book, this one. Um, and uh, it's basically, if you like sort of horror movies, John Carpenter sort of uh, f- films, etc. Um, it's definitely worth it. Plus, it's got um, a fantastic artwork. And is it Mike? It's uh, great. Lee Graham, isn't it? Mike Lee Graham. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic Brilliant. artwork. He was on once, wasn't he? We had him on the show. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yep, get on it. Um, Thorpe, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, I guess um, it's always nice to give a big shout-out to uh, Keith and Adam, uh, <laughs> the tribute boys. So, love you guys. Yeah. Wish you were here. <laughs> Shame you're not SPX, man. That would be good. Oh, can you imagine? Fucking I don't think I don't up. think it could happen. I don't think the uh, America could handle that amount of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Speaking of awesomeness, we've got some awesome comics to recommend to you, lovely people. Yeah, so we do. As always, I'm looking Thorpe, forward to Thorpe's one. Actually, I've not read this, so this Thorpe, I'm going to turn yeah, it yeah. back to you. Uh, what would you like yeah. to recommend to our lovely listeners? Okay, I would like to recommend something that. Uh, well, you guys technically put me onto what Tony did with uh, the publisher Silver Sprocket. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's called Nartoons. And it's going on the theme of drugs. And it's by a dude called uh, James Stanton. And it's a collection of comics that he's created over the last 10 plus years. So some of them are one pages, some of them are like, uh, you know, 10 pages, 12 pages, whatever. But it's like uh, about an 84-page, 90-page book. So it's a big old thick thing, hardcover, beautifully printed. Those examples of posters he's done as well. It's just like all of everything just kind of collected beautifully in this book. But like, so the first page I opened... I'll just, I'll I'll read it quick because it's pretty good. My body will wear out, muscles will decompose, bones will crumble into dust long before I can get out of this cartoon pressure out of my slowly collapsing skull. Mind is severely open, walking down a gravel road. Not my mind, our mind, the mind. How do we do this? We all have to live in this place and it can be so overwhelming. Watching the years tear off like weekends out of corners of our eyes and it's this trippy page where he's trying to draw this uh comic but get on with his life and can all I, these can ideas I just say, are kind can of I, can i just say i would listen to you reading an audiobook i went to another world <laughs> <laughs> we went a bit quiet then didn't we yeah well, sorry yeah. but yeah it's, nice. it was just amazing because it's kind of it was the first page and this book a bit like um I think I recommended last time was uh, Jim Mufford's 10 ounce thing, which inspired me to do mini comics. This has, for someone who uh, has got kids and stuff and has limited amounts of time, that's constantly paranoid about, I have more ideas and I have physical time to do things. When you see all of the years combined in a beautiful book, you think, I do not need to get stressed about banging books out. I could do a one page and a bit here and a bit there, and then maybe one day collect it. And like kind of as you go through this this book where I've kind of marked pages out, some of it is just complete chaos on a page, but beautifully drawn. And other things are really well-drawn sequential things. Some of it he's kind of said, oh, this is from an anthology that I was in, um, and it's a story that's kind of carried on. But they're all just the stories are just crazy. Some of them are about like a punk uh, gig going on where rats basically implode into the house. One of them's about Elvis driving a limo cab and getting into a fight with a bear. Uh, another <laughs> one's about a load of dogs like hanging around a skate bowl and kind of drinking alcohol and stuff and, you know, tripping out really. 
One of them's about how do you collect mushrooms safely in the woods. <laughs> it's just, it's just craziness, but like beautiful, just brilliant craziness. And I basically reached out to James and I said, I was like, I bought your book. I absolutely love it. I was like, it's completely switched my whole mind into, I'm, I'm going to do this part of a book now. And when I finished that, I've got a few ideas, which I thought I'm trying to kind of elongate them into 20, 20 pages, 24 pages. Cause I think that's how a lot of our minds work, isn't it? You, you get an idea and you're like, fuck, right. How do I make this into like a book? Like 24, 60, like I'm yeah. always wrestling with those kind of numbers. And then when you kind of stop and think, do you know what? actually if i pace this properly this would be a killer six pager or this would be great as four pages or one page and i said to him i was like i'm you've totally changed how i'm going to start looking at my stories and try and work at my stories like okay this is for this and this is for that and maybe some of them will be parked and then uh like you know dirty basement or something like that will come along and i'll be like ah yes, I've got a six-pager for that, or I've got an eight-pager or a two-pager, and I'll kind yeah. of be able to pull it out of the pile and, and kind of bring it to life. And he responded and was like, thank you ever so much. Uh, you know, it's really kind words. And we had a really delightful chat about his process and kind of what he's into. And then I said, I was like, well, I'm on a podcast. I'm going to I'm gonna have to mention this book because it's, it's fantastic. And he was like, oh, man, that's so grateful. It's so hard to get stuff out there and people see your work and, and so on. And I think he's going to um, the show. I think he's at SBX and stuff, Tony, as well. Oh, so, cool. Oh, nice one. Yeah, so that's my recommendation. Uh, Nartoons by James the Stanton. Nice. Nice one. Brilliant. Uh, Tony, cool, you got yeah, a um, Yeah, I've got two. My, my second one's a very brief one. Uh, my first one is Project MK Ultra: Sex, Drugs, and the CIA, Volume 1 from Clover Press. Um, it's um, based on real events um, it's adapted by Stuart Kenneth Moore if anyone knows him um, he proved, he drew the last Defoe story in 2008 um, he actually gives a little thanks to Pat Mills on the um, intro pages it's based on a film screen don't let this put you off it's based on a film screenplay by Brandon Beckner and Scott Sampila um, but Stuart makes it all his own I've got to tell you absolutely brilliant um, this will either give you a massive migraine or put a massive smile on your face from the visuals in this, which are incredible. <laughs> um, there's a prologue um, which opens with that infamous creation of LSD by Albert Hoffman, um, who was the Swiss chemist. Has, has anyone ever heard this story? No. So he's, he's no, just, no, no. Like, Hoffman was a, a, a famous Swiss or became a famous Swiss chem- chemist who was um, experimenting with chemicals, and they broke, and he got he got he he t- some some touched his fingers thought nothing of it and began to cycle home and went on and and literally trips off his fucking mind whilst on this bicycle um an altered state of awareness of the world as if i'm looking through the soul of the universe my soul my mind adrift in the infinite universal mind um and it's all it starts off as done in black and white and it's very sort of heavily inked black and white style and then it just goes off on one when he has this trip (laughs) on the bicycle and it is perfection the way it just jumps from that heavily ink page to the patterns of light that it displays on the page is brilliant. So you then jump forward to 1970 um, in San Francisco, and there's an angry businessman in a suit, a sort of classic fat, mustachioed, you know, 70s, wide-collared shirt, you know, 
break goes into this place that is uh, basically um, a factory for LSD blotting paper operation. You know the way they would drip LSD onto blotting paper with some. Sometimes they had. I mean, the, the story mm. goes that you know a lot of underground characters were used. You know, there was always the famous Batman you know, blotting <laughs> paper and that sort of thing as well, wasn't there? Yeah. But as he gets there, his name's Ronald Stark. As he gets there, the police raid it right that moment. And then it follows a investigative journalist called Seymour Phillips, and he begins to investigate Stark um, because apparently he had 10 million hits of Lucy on him um, when Fuck. he got collar felt. Yeah. 10 million? Did you yeah. Say? yeah. yeah. Um, so it's all based on a true story. And that what they say in it is that that would have been enough for 20 Woodstocks. Um, and as he investigates, he begins to realise... This is an era, I've read some books on this, you know, the involvement of the CIA and LSD and the experiments they did. And, you know, it's, it's fairly well documented on yeah, you know, history. They love that shit, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So um, Seymour goes to mis- visit this Stark dude in prison and he, and it really, from that point on, begins to get messy. Um, I'm, I won't, I'm not going to tell any story that goes past about the first third of this book, by the way, but he eventually gets... Um, gets stitched up by i think the fbi or the cia and they plant drugs on him and he ends up in prison and of course loses his job on the paper loses his girlfriend and it flips forward to 1971 he's working in a record shop and someone can you can tell it's it's clever because they throw in time specific references that allow you to work out the timeline of the events in this so for example at the start of it there's a reference at one point there's a reference to this car is owned by ken casey ken casey being the guy who wrote catch 22 also very at the forefront of you know LSD experimentation, um, there's um, and in the when he's in the record shop, he's selling Zeppelin Four, which everyone knows contains the famous you know Stairway to Heaven track and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it does that very cleverly and it throws this stuff in. Um, but he then meets this shadowy figure, this very sort of disguised, you know, your classic you know foil helmeted character, but he's this disguised something, and he meets him. He's like a deep throat character. He meets him in a diner after he leaves a note in a in a record um and he goes and meets him and he says look this is the truth this is what's happening um and he says you could be one of the five um and i'm not going to talk about it after that because the five are these famous um lsd experiment subjects who who were experimented on by the u.s government allegedly um and you you do get a lot about them as well it's I absolutely fucking love this. I'd heard, I think I heard Jason Wood talking about it on, uh, or Jason Wood or Vince talking about it on the EOC. And um, it's always one of those ones I've sort of meant to read. And then when we said, oh, let's do drugs, I thought, nah, now's the time. I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm to read this now. And um, it's, you'll never get a better representation of an LSD trip on a page than I think you probably get in this constantly. You know, I. <laughs> To be fair, do you ever read something and you think it's so good, it's so strong, it's so well done, it's so powerful, and it's telling that I don't really want to go and read the second volume quite yet? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Some yeah. things aren't bingeable like that, are they? You know, I remember watching the last eight episodes of, Tw- of Twin Peaks and it just like fucking ruining me for about a week. I think I should have spent <laughs> at least a couple of hours between episodes. And I feel a bit like this with the second volume. It it, it has it had a profound effect on me. Um, I would say if you enjoyed Department of Truth, this would make a great companion book to read along with it as well. Nice. Okay. It, yeah. it was in a completely different way. It's a, it's as um, um, uh, inventive with visuals, I would say. Um, there's, but there is amongst it as well. It's not just one of those underground comics, which is, you know, you could, it's like a tie dye t shirt or, you know, a black light 
poster or something you can put on your wall and stare at you know an album cover you can stare at when you're smoking weed this this does have a very good a straight line of a story through it um it loses it a little bit mid book because seymour the journalist who's um who investigates the start is a very interesting character and you kind of lose the track of him for a while mid story when you go off and other things happen, but he does return towards the end of it. And I found him quite an interesting character, which I think I probably would have liked to see more about him. Um, but it, it more than makes up for it in the, in the, the this book it is, it's really good. And they use different visual techniques. So apart from the sort of, the the black and white butting his head up against the multicolored pages. There's also other styles of drawing they use to depict different places, different people. He uses caricature. He uses realistic drawings. He uses all sorts of things as part of the whole sort of mix really with it. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's tr- probably one of the best books you're going to read about this subject. It's probably one of the best books you're going to read about drugs, I would say. And it's got that real sort of post-war cold war, paranoia u.s government just fucking doing you know all these stories about psyops that the u.s government ran at the time you know post jfk and all that sort of thing as well um batting batting up against the rise of the permissive society the rise of you know free love and the you know the Mm. the the invention of you know the the more addictive street level drugs that were appearing in new york city and stuff like that Mm. later on as well yeah really good uh project mk ultra sex drugs and the cia by clover press volume one there you go nice sounds awesome yeah. Dan, what have you got? Uh, I put a call out on Twitter asking for any comics that are kind of relevant to the, the subject we're discussing tonight on the show. And uh, a friend of the show, Warwick Fraser Coombe, got in touch and he offered up uh, issue one, two, and three of his comic, The Skullfucker. Which, he sent uh, me three, actually. I haven't got to it <laughs> yeah. yet. But yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. Three is just get, just about to be released. Uh, so if you check out uh, Warwick Fraser Coombe on uh, Twitter, he's got a big cartel store as well. You, you can look at ways of getting it so i've read issue one and two uh the for issue one it's 26 pages four quid which is absolutely steal uh yeah. max a corrupt sewer dwelling uh, gutter crawling junkie journalist on the make investigates a mysterious and hallucinogenic batch of male potency pills called paragon sent to people seemingly randomly in the post paragon has caused the death or mainly of scores of people driving a dozen insane as a pill that is re- reputed to make monsters and uh it certainly does when you read this comic uh you see the effects of the drug uh, and the lead character who's a real scuzzball uh if you think your your classic kind of paparazzi journalist trying to get the dirt on things in this he's trying to get to the bottom of uh the crossrail and why it's kind of hit a bit of a snag in a certain part of london and that sort of ties in with the investigation of where this drug's coming from and it gets very trippy uh as we kind of alluded to in the show and talked about the the visuals that uh warwick comes up with when uh, showing these drug fits and when people have taken this this tablet are fucking horrendous absolutely god awful but so well designed so well done i mean generally his style is just amazing it's got so much life and energy to it yeah uh, i'm really taken with it when the uh, thing the first comic i read from him was uh the revenger and really like that man yeah, yeah that good. stuck with me i really enjoyed it really liked it and the the shadow constabulary he's got a character design in there that when i saw it i was just like oh, i fucking love that design it's amazing and it's the classic uh old school uh police officer bobby like with the the high hat but it's all in black and all the trim is in red and it's 
so fucking nice. It looks lovely. Uh, but if you're a fan of like the Revenger, I, I really would take a punt on this. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's Warwick's done uh, work for 2000 AD. Is that right, T? He's working for Rebellion, yeah. yeah. I'm glad. Working he was a guest at um, Lawless this year, wasn't he? Which is great to see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if, we're big fans. We've been fans of his work since. Do you remember that time you did Thought Bubble and he was around the corner from you? Remember, Vin? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. He, this great. I fucking love it. It's really. I, I'd really recommend taking a punt on uh, one of his titles, and you can't go wrong with checking out Skullfucker and issue three. Is, <laughs> Even the name's <laughs> great. That's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's no no mucking around here. This is like hardcore stuff it's really good so go check it out you can he's got a site uh warwick fraser com, and you've got it all on there uh links to his social as well all on there on there too so go check good that stuff, out man. yeah good shout. nice, nice. One. Yeah. uh my recommendation this week is uh one that i've been meaning to check out for a while and i didn't even think um like it was going to be prevalent to the subject matter but there is actually a chapter of this book certainly with volume one that is very much in the wheelhouse of what we talked about this week um and also just to kick us off it's informative right from the get-go can any one of you tell me what uh priapism is oh yeah it's um you you get an erection you can't get rid of it that's it yeah yeah Yeah. that's a bit quick tony (laughs) sorry (laughs) i know i know (laughs) It's a, it's a daily event for me. <laughs> yeah, it's an absolutely lethal and unprovoked, never-ending erection, um, which was what I uh, read within the, the first few pages of this um, book, which on the back just says, Chocolate, vanilla, existential horror. There's a flavour for everyone's misery. Yes, I finally got round to reading volumes one and two of Ice Cream Man from Image Comics. Um, written by W. Maxwell Prince, art by Martin Morazzo, colours by Chris O'Halloran, lettering by good old Neon, who also do the lovely design for the book as well. Um, this is a, it's been on my periphery for quite some time, this time. I've been intrigued by it, wasn't sure, didn't read any of the, you know, I just saw the wonderful covers, heard, heard good buzz. Sarah Harris was obviously our good friend. Is, is yeah, a huge, she put us on to it, didn't she? Huge yeah, fan yeah. of this title as well. Um, when we used to do the like the cover mentions back in the day, oh, do you remember those those glory days? Um, yeah. Ice Cream Man usually popped into my list several times because there's so many great covers for it. Um, but it is, as it says on the, the back of Volume 1, it's a genre-defying series of disparate tales of sorrow, wonder and redemption. Each instalment features its own cast of strange characters dealing with their own special Sundays of suffering. And on the periphery of them all, like the twinkling music of his colourful truck, is the Ice Cream Man. Weaver of stories, purveyor of sweet treats, friend, foe, god, demon, the man who, with the snap of his fingers, lickety-split, can change the course of your life forever. Now, I was aware, I think one of the reasons I didn't I didn't read this for a while, is when I heard, oh, it's an anthology series. And I didn't quite, I, I don't know, I, I obviously had my head up my arse <laughs> at, that, at that particular time. I was just thinking, oh, I'm not really in the, you know... I'm not really in the headspace to read an ongoing anthology series. I wasn't sure how it, how it sort of worked. But as time went on, I thought, well, how does this work? Is the Ice Cream Man like a Crypt Keeper? You know, there was... So, and this was very kindly gifted to me, these two volumes, by uh, lovely Daniel Butcher. My pleasure. So, yeah. Um, it was my pleasure to read them, Dan. Um, <laughs> I, I was, and I just thought I was just going to start one volume 
and I rinsed both, and I need to get more of them now. I've just I looked online, and I saw uh, volume ten is coming out in September. Yeah. So, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. It's popular and it's great. Um, although at the end of the second volume, it felt like it was coming to some sort of crescendo or an end. So I'm fascinated to see how this thing keeps going now. Um, and the way this basic story is, it's it's really um, haunting suburban horror, and it is literally the, these are pretty heavy stories. Um, each issue is focuses on a de- uh, different sort of subjects, life. Or you know a moment in their time where things just start going wrong. Um, be they, there's always some sort of dark reason for it. And surrounding it all, there's always an ice cream man who pops into each issue and usually gives someone an ice cream and is is quite cheerful. But then you know you you, you chip away at it and you see that they're actually pretty evil. Um, <laughs> There's a, lot, there's a lot more not ice cream men in general whenever I hear the plinky plink music of the I ice cream I fucking I run outside and I get myself a 99 with a flake you're all criminals mate <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can imagine you him doing that I can imagine you running to the ice cream man oh Joe a... oh Joe the ice cream man's here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't even ask sometimes I just out the door yeah. um, <laughs> don't ruin your dinner Vince don't ruin <laughs> get us a 99 with a flake yeah and uh, and strawberry sauce. Anyway, oh, um, feasts. They're my favourite. Oh, yeah, feasts are great. Meat feasts. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. A feast. Oh yeah. I'll tell you. They a were feast. great. They were I'll, great. Yeah, they're not. They're not as great anymore. But I tell Aren't you what. I'll tell you a feast story when when we finish recording. Yeah. Oh, sexy oh, feast. Oh, well. feast. Next thing. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, this book is very sexy uh, because of uh, Mar- well done. yeah, Marazzo's art <laughs> is absolutely phenomenal. It's got a freight quietly vibe. Quietly yeah, vibe. Yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. Um, very clean, crisp. It just makes things creepier, though. Um, just that whole everyone has a top lip. I know that sounds strange, but sometimes in comics, not everyone draws the top lip, do they, to their characters? No. But no. when you when you do, <laughs> when everyone has them, it, it can make make them seem intensely creepy. Um, <laughs> the, and certainly, especially with that quietly like vibe. And mm. the first issue, there are tales of horrific spiders. Um, there are tales. Uh, there's a really um, strange one about uh, a washed-up sort of rock and roll star. There is a there is a story about like a couple and uh, heroin addiction. And there's it's, nice. it's, a, it's a very dark story, and mm. it is told from the person's perspective. It's one of the ones that sort of kind of sticks out a little bit because normally throughout it, the ice cream man does a kind of narration. Very, very poetic. The the word the pit, the word boxes that the ice cream, they're sort of in, they're in sort of cheerful language, but you realise that they're quite dark. And as the stories go goes on, it just gets darker and darker. But the actual one that is about um, a couple that obviously drugs are involved, it seems to be the letter of someone. The um, basically um, you see you see them getting together, but the first page is immediately one of them strung out on on heroin, and he's just he's not conscious and his his partner is like oh you're not you're not waking up you obviously need another hit i need to go out and and get one and there's an ongoing tale tale of desperation and and dark it's a dark tale and i thought it was handled very very well actually because it is it like we were talking like things like train spotting and stuff there's no no glossing over of it the the writing of that one was kind of perfect and the end of normally 
the issues normally have that little sort of uh, Tales from the Crypt like zinger. Do you know what I mean? You know when mm. you get like a mm. yeah Tales of the Unexpected. There's that little you know the last page or the last frames always like oh you know that was, that was almost like the the, the punchline. That yeah. particular tale is more poignant and sad. So you know it's just stuck out to me. Um, but throughout all of these individual anthology tales, there is they're telling a a longer form story underneath it of why what who is the ice cream man why are they, what are they doing they are affecting they seem to be the through line all of these different people have an interaction with him and then things go wrong for them how does that work you know the, there's a bigger story being played out which immediately had me sort of fascinated um how this is just getting bigger and bigger and it just gets worse and worse there are other supporting characters that I don't want to say too much about because as always it's the joy of discovering it when you know nothing about it yeah. Um, volume two has. I, I like this series as well because all of the creators are they're tr- trying something different with the medium as well, um, as well as telling poignant, well-written stories. Oh man, this is like a good Vertigo book to me. No, I, I totally get good Vertigo vibes from this completely. Yeah. Um, but this is because of the nature of the each issue is an individual story. Like. Maxwell can like well Prince can really sort of focus in on a certain sort of message he's trying to get across, whether it's something tragic or something horrific. You know, there's no, there's almost you have the echoes of that, but you can move from one moment to another without having to worry about in the next issue we need to pick up, you know, with these characters because no, because you're experiencing those characters in that issue, mm. and then on the yeah. next issue. Is, is someone else being tormented but the one that I wanted to point, highlight as well was an issue called Strange Neapolitan which is the front cover of volume 2 completely silent issue starts off with and even though it's a silent issue and the, the only bit of lettering you really see on it is shh on the first panel yeah, cool. <laughs> so I thought nice it's almost like the comics it does a weird thing where it feels like the comics talking to you as well which adds another level of creepiness. And this guy basically, he's at the ice cream van and he orders a scoop with three different flavours. So the ice cream man gives him a an ice cream with three different flavours. Guy walk, walks away. Um, big splash page of a man just walking away on page three, just walking away eating, eating his ice cream. From that moment on, the comic story is told. It's split into three sort of landscapes or panels sequentially. And oh. each each one is the different flavour of his life. Oh, nice! Yeah, that is awesome. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. So there's one where the top one, which is a sort of got pink hues, he bumps into a a girl. He drops his ice cream. Their eyes. Oh, meet. I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their eyes yeah, meet, and then that life continues onwards. The middle one, which is more of a yellowish hue, he finds a a lost dog. Well, he finds a a puppy in the middle of nowhere. How does that story go on? And the lower one, which is the the darker sort of tail, chocolate. The chocolate. He's he's walking along, and Come he's on. he's eating his ice cream, and he spits it out, and he looks at the ice cream, and the ice cream's like filled with maggots. You oh. can get that in fucking mm. side indoors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he throws that away, and from there, you've got three fantastic. You just you just reading across the page, seeing how this guy's life changes. But it's really trippy as well because it does make you question which one is actually happening. 
You know, uh, it's yeah. sort of like yeah. uh, you know, what do we? It, it's it's fascinating. It's also it sounds like a real undertaking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if if Tony sent me that script, I'd be like, oh, I'm going well, to do yeah. this. <laughs> and also, also, it's silent as well. Yeah, it'd probably um, be an easy script to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for me, it's silent. Oh, yeah. Nice one. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just for that alone, um, I mean that that's an award-winning issue for me. That's one of the, I think one of the best issues that I've read all year so far. Um, but by then I was already hooked on this series. They're they're doing a creepy bigger story with fascinating tales. If you like sort of you know dark, there are there are supernatural vibes to this book as well. There's a big omnibus of this, so you can get a big hardback of it. Yeah, of yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. all it's all got it's all got this lovely sort of lashings of sugar. The way that they present it is sprinkles and sugar, and isn't this lovely? But then you look at it and go, oh no, like. And quite powerful mm. covers because they have the the cover covers in the back of the book as well. I always like it when they do that in mm. the image books. They yeah, do, yeah, they definitely. put the variants in. The one with the the drug tale was a really powerful one because in the book you don't sort of really see it so much. But then when I noticed it, it is the male the the female sort of figure of the book, and she's looking at her at an ice cream in her hand, and she she's like she doesn't look well, and she looks quite. She's horrified looking down at this ice cream and in this ice cream there are syringes stuck into it oh, and it's like God, yeah. fuck, it's like fuck <laughs> so you know already it it's it can tell it's got it's got a sugary coating but there is something dark within this book and i cannot recommend it enough i can see what all the hype was about and i'll probably read another couple of uh, volumes um come payday oh, oh, oh. i'm gonna treat myself <laughs> for the next two volumes so no spoilers sarah not that she was gonna spoil but um uh ice cream man a very very high recommendation i think and um yeah and i was not aware of their creators before this so i'm definitely um um prince uh the electric sublime i believe you talked about that yeah that's the one with the sort of art gallery one yeah. and also he did um swan song with the first issue of swan song with um which i think yes. he's the ongoing writer on but martin yeah. Sim- simmons did the art in the first issue yeah. which is also fucking incredible yeah. really good yeah. yeah so wonderful stuff check it out that's my one and to finish us off oh, tony yeah. <laughs> i will do as well so uh, it's a very quick one in sort of general terms um we always talk about hat comics are too expensive i after the uh the the, the long urging of, of you guys is i decided to subscribe to viz this week <laughs> um so i got a copy of viz 327 which is 395 for i think about 50 pages um, and it, but if you subscribe, each issue is three pounds. That's great. That's, that's not amazing. Good. That's not bad, is it? Um, some of the highlights: fruit tea bun, the master baker, and his gingerbread <laughs> sex dolls. One of my favourite ones. Um, his wife asks him if he wants to go to the park with the kids, and he says, "No, I'm heading straight to the bakery to whip myself up a couple of thirty-six double D meringue gingerbread slappers for a triple X rated uh, threesome." Four, and he drives off in his little van. Um, I mean. I mean... <laughs> Imagine Tasty. being the artist and getting that script. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about being on drugs. The um, there's um, the Daily Mail is always one of my favourite characters they do. So I think it's a fairly recent one. But um, he's, he's pissed off with the stop oil protesters and he threatens to go down and pull them all off the road. Um, <laughs> letters are always a classic in here, aren't they? So letter, oh, my the favourite bit. Um, I, um, I cut one letter just says I can't be arsed with dolphins. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. This morning I saw a dog turd the exact size and shape of a black currant jelly baby. 
What a wicked canine trick. Can you imagine what might happen if there was an inquisitive child or a hungry and indiscriminate <laughs> adult that happened upon it? Batsy Dog's home won't be getting a penny from me, I can tell you that. That's from the Reverend <laughs> F. Butler from Kent. <laughs> um, another one of my favourites is in it is Aldridge Pryor, the Hopeless Liar. Yeah, so, he's a good um, one. He's a classic one. His mate's on Have I Got a Million? Oh, he wants to be a millionaire and he decides to ring up a friend. And it's, um, it's his friend Aldridge Pryor, the Hopeless Liar. Um, so he says, he asked him a question. He said, that's an easy question for me as I'm an emeritus professor of geology at Oxford and, Cam- and Cambridge University and Harvard and Yale. I've got six degrees and eight PhDs. Actually, I've got nine. And then he goes on to obviously fuck it up because that's what happens with these people. There's a there's a two-page Rogers Profanosaurus, which we're big fans of. Um, bum carpet, luxuriant <laughs> deep pile region of winnety hair cultivated around the gammon ring. Oh, God. <laughs> Captain Caveman's Club. A stout length of dirty spine, which during passing causes one to make unintelligibly loud exclamations and upon later inspection resembles the titular troglodyte's timber weapon of choice. Uh, toddler's ass. A rather impressive cleavage on a comely lady. <laughs> Jesus. Slowly dragging us into the gutter. Uh. <laughs> White stuff, boutique style uh, shop, popular with middle class mums, or daddy sauce, popular with middle middle class mums. Yeah. <laughs> Get in, oh, God. <laughs> right? But I mean, it's it's our greatest comic now, isn't it, Biz? Yeah, it's is it's Britain's greatest comic. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, it doesn't give a fuck. As we talked about last week, the satire is so strong in that the satire is both like. It it rides the line of of childish and very well observed comedy. It's yeah. so good. It's it's. <laughs> I I have been reading this. Or Drunken Bakers is back. You'll be pleased to know, Dan. Um, he should stand halfway through. Yeah, yeah. yeah Um, the tale of Icarus. He's got ball bags on his arms. Um, <laughs> I just wonder how far that Drunken Bakers can go because it just gets more and more degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, I, yeah. I've got I've got an idea. Okay, um, we have a wonderful um slack community and slack group um and certainly if you go to the viz website you can submit letters for oh be good for, for letterbox yeah. now um we don't obviously i i suggest that we send a few in and see if any of them get we can get one printed, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and, and yeah. if they get printed and we know, we know then we'll read it out on air if one of our listeners has sent this in so um, it could be quite I got funny, a reply huh? from Dear Deirdre once. So I'll tell you that. No. Did you? I said, my mate at work looks a bit like Robbie Williams and I want to kiss him. What should I do? And um, <laughs> and she wrote back. So she wrote back. She said, well, you need to find out whether he feels the same way about you first. So it's good advice, Deirdre. Yeah, Thank you. Did you? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know. He, I just made it up. I made it up. He didn't look like him at all. But there's there's a special there's a special double page section on AI, which I thought was quite interesting for our, our listenership in Viz this week. And um, the two that is one one part of it I've circled the two thousand eight the two thousand one Steven Spielberg movie AI in artificial intelligence tells the story of a futuristic cyborg boy who somehow develops feelings for his mother, whose real son is in cryostasis with an incurable disease. This theme was actually first explored in the 1980s Thames TV series Metal Mickey in an episode where the titular robot falls in love with the Wilberforce's Electro- Electrolux vacuum cleaner and sticks his tin cock in it. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Facts, folks. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Go and, go and buy this. You can buy it fucking anywhere apart from yeah. comic shops, I think. 
sell yeah. it. They sell it in all the. I always get mine in the motorway services. Yeah, it's always in the Double H Smith. Sir. Yes, that yeah. seems to be one place you can always get it. Yeah, but it never seems to be on the shelf in comic shops. Madness. No. Dear. Probably well, don't approve, do they? Well, uh, one one day we'll have a sponsorship from them. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the day, but man. It's going to be four grand in, you know, buying yeah. comics. I, aren't you guys trying to get them? You were trying to get them on, weren't you? Yeah, we sort of, we're them, trying yeah. to explore it. Yeah, we might have to reach out to a friend. We just discussed yeah. it before you, you came on earlier, dude. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be good. Fashionably yeah. late, as always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but always fashionable. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> And uh, certainly, Joe Wicks workouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to keep felt. I'm almost pushing forty now. You know, Jesus. Oh, you wash laundry on his abs. Right. You could. <laughs> Tony does, don't you, Tony? Yeah, you know, Falpy's never going to let you forget you mentioned Joe Wicks in this. No. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, but we hope you, lovely listeners at home, have enjoyed this week's episode. It's been a fascinating one, and loads of comics, obviously, to check out, and topics, of course, we could talk about for forever really every every time we have a topic based conversation but of course there are several different ways to keep the conversation going and likewise if you've if you've got any sort of uh comics charity events if you've got any uh small press events that you want us to just put a shout out on the show there's several different ways you can get in touch with us you can email us com- awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on the socials <laughs> look i'm trendy I, I mean social media at the awesome pod um Join the Slack group that we've been talking about. There's a wonderful community of people on there. Lots of different channels and and work talk, etc. And or maybe you're just reading a cool book and you want to talk about it. Or this discuss or this particular episode has made you want to talk about it. Then uh, please join the Slack group. You can get in touch with us and we'll give you the details. Um, wonderful group of people on there. Thank you for listening to us. Whether it was on their website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review. There's some nice things. Thank you to anyone who has left a review recently, by the way, uh, on any platform. Yeah. We really oh, want to. Just... Yeah, and Spotify. Why do you say yeah. that so defiantly? Like, like I... <laughs> so cool. Like, like I should... never mention them. Because people can listen to us on Spotify, as well as places yeah, like yeah, yeah. Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podnose. Google Podcasts as well. It's on there. Look, I haven't ah, there yeah, listened to them on the list, but we're available in lots of different places. Um, Where else, Tony? Well, we have yeah. a good podcast to say. Where else? Where else, Tony? Well, funny as you mentioned that. you coming for my job. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for <laughs> mentioning that, Poppy. Is, um, right. You can also find us on the globe. You can also find a um, uh, on the global politics podcast system, which deals with global politics and counterterrorism, called Turbo Anal ISIS. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should also say thanks I hope everyone had a fun at the South London Comic and Zine Fair and yes. it was very nice of them reaching out and especially inviting us last week I just couldn't get there today I was trying I just couldn't get there but thanks for the invite because I think it was in your old school or something Dan, it, it was man I really wish I yeah. could have gone today uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, when Dan walked through the doors it just went wow 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 someone threw a sausage at him yeah. <laughs> not the first time it's happened when Dan walks into a room <laughs> Um, but where can people find us online etc Tony uh, neveronanything.com uh, if you listen to the NIA podcast this week I had Ian and uh, Keith good show. Okay, Cliff thank you mate talking about we did an artist, artist round table on Joe Key very they're, good they nice. were very enlightening awesome. yeah thanks man cheers nice Dan you can find me I almost said on Twitter but I'm not going to say that you can read Vanguard at Vanguardcomic.com 
There you go. Uh, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And Thorpe, thank you once again for joining Cheers, us. Cheers, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'd be a good one, man. Sorry. Sorry. Good yeah. You are welcome back anytime, even if you are. Really? Coming. Yeah, even yeah. if you are coming for my job. <laughs> really? Um, but where can people find your work and get hold of it? It's um, brilliant. They can obviously find uh, my latest stuff at Tribute Press. Um, yep. going on the store soon we're just waiting to make sure everyone gets it who backed it on the Kickstarter and then it'll mm. be going on the store so Dirty Basement 2 has so, a story from Mr. Forby in it there you go yeah it's very good it's probably one of my favourite ones I've done yeah, in a while one, it's a good yeah. one uh, but you can find me at Mr. Forp uh, on Instagram and forp.co.uk uh, which is F-O-R-P-E and um, there's always shit on there to buy um, so please do you got any pussy money. man fists left? Yeah, I've got. Uh, I think I've got like five pussy man fists left. I've got like six uh, copies of lips. Uh, <laughs> what's the other one? Bug, Bugman, I've got about ten copies. And Truck Stop, I've got about twenty. Truck All Stop, ages comics, well worth getting. Are they fuck? Don't. <laughs> I, I might, uh, uh, just a quick story. A friend of mine uh, who's super into my stuff brought a load of it and gave it to his kid he's oh, 14 no, no, no. and and he bought him i was like oh what do you think he's like of what i was like you know of, of the book because i was worried about truck stuff i was thinking oh man he's gonna read that and just think i'm twisted and uh <laughs> he's like oh i know that for my son i was like dude you could no i was like you have to go and no take yeah, away from immediately. now <laughs> yeah. immediately take away from i'll give you your money back straight away just go yeah. and do it now yeah, yeah, yeah. he sent me a message back about like half an hour later just was WTF question mark <laughs> <laughs> which can only oh. mean that you need to get these comics yes. people yeah. to go for yeah they're very they're good yeah yeah, yeah. Can, can I just add before we go mm. there's two birthdays coming up the Beano is 85 years old on the 30th huh. believe it or not and what? also 85 as, what the day this launches no the 30th of July yeah, no, no. And but um, the other birthday. Uh, the day this launches, there is a more important birthday than that. Yes. This is uh, Daniel Butcher is, is also 85. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, you look yeah. so good for 85. Happy it birthday, is. Dan. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dan. Love you. His yes. knees are out. I'll listen to this again tomorrow. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got He's got the. Uh, You're going to listen to this again on your birthday, man. Dan. Why would you yeah. do that? Just... I would. I'm going to yeah, listen to it again. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it on my birthday. Just to see yeah, if I sound like a complete day. prick or not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I can tell you that. But um, <laughs> no, we and on hope, that bombshell. On that bombshell, <laughs> uh, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, thank you very much for listening, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're doing happy, healthy, doing okay, reading lots of comics that get you excited about reading comics, and I hope you're spreading the good word of the sequential medium that mm. we try to do every week. Um, wherever you like, seriously, we all love you, Dan. Do you do you love the listeners? Of course I do. Four P. I know you've got so much love in your heart, haven't you? Too much love. It's illegal. <laughs> My word. And Tony, <laughs> those days have ended. <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> <Over>. <laughs> I was nice for a week. Now fuck everyone. <laughs> God, eight years and we got one week. Let's treasure it. Um, it's like being married. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> well, Tony won't be back next week. So, um, <laughs> but no, no, the awesome part will be back next week, and we uh, can't wait to talk more comics. So, until then, thank you very much for listening. From Dan, Tony. 4P and myself and ACP HQ 
read loads of comics, keep making loads of comics, and oh, I always forget this bit. What else should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. awesome. Oh, fucking thought, perfect. I, I might I just have to record you doing it for so we can just play yeah. it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Pipe <laughs> that in each week. It's in the bank. Yeah. Not the, not the only thing. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>